Now I feel nervous playing this fucking song in front of like trained ears, acá profesionales in the industry. I feel weird letting. Oh, wait, but listen to this part here. Yes, my talents include singing in Spanish and in English. I feel like I'm giving you a resume. Mira, muy nice. Sign, sign me, sign me. This song's alright. <laughs> this song's bad. This, this, this song's alright. This song's alright. Ladies and gentlemen, estamos aquí precisamente. It's kind of a historic event because. These young men will be... Well, we'll let them get into it. We have a couple of awesome entrepreneurs from Los Angeles, Santa Ana to be... Bitch, I say everything's LA, dog. Hey, that's Orange County, homie. Is it? Is it uh, Santa Ana's Orange County, but you, you, I live in Orange County. El Rob vive in Los Angeles. Oh, you're right with Bro, me. Bro, north of the 54, I'll even fucking venture a little bit north. North of the 8... Me ale verga lo que existe. You know? <laughs> Para mí es like, everyone's a Dodger fan. North of the 8, like, everyone's a Dodger fan. And at that, are you guys Dodger fans? No, Angel oh, fans. Angel right. fans. Oh, okay. cool. You root for a minor league team. I used to be in that oh. boat. <laughs> I used to be in that boat once upon a time. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to another episode of the Emo Brown, the Sidest Mexican podcast brought to you by the wonderful people of Grasshopper. You ustedes se miran bien mafufeños, dogs. You guys look very cannabinoidal. For all your medicinal recreational needs, make sure you reach out to Grasshopper. Bring out your Emo Brown social club card. Get 15% off. Do the wake and bake before 1030. 15% off. Get on that dude like a pro. Shit, homie. It's easy yeah, now. Ladies and gentlemen, to, today in the place to be, Botitas de Culebra. El Compita Oscar. Compinchi Bands. Are those bands? I don't know. Bands. El Compita Rob. They're famous. And we're going to get to know them today. In the house, we have My Grito Industries, and we also have Wiretap Records. Wiretap Records, I legitimately like some fucking bands on there. My Grito Industries, I legitimately like some fucking artists and talent that is on that label. Boys, you're Mexican. You're friends for decades. Tell us about what, who, and why. El que quiera, el más guapo. El más guapo que hable primero. Of course, I have to go. Ese mi Rob. Muy conceited este. Rob, how old are you? I am 42 years old. That's why I fucking like you, dog. We're all yeah, 40. Right, bro, we're all 42. Same age, right? That's 1979? Yes, sir. When's your birthday? October 20. And all right, so you'll be 43 soon. Hey, how about you, bro? 78. You're 78? 78. When's your birthday? Uh, December 4th. Y 43 también. No, 44 tu viejo. No, 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 boy, no, 43 este año. Yeah? yeah? Yeah. I can't add, bro. I got to use I my know. toes. Rob, <laughs> you own Wiretap Records. Yes, sir. You have an established roster of hitters on your fucking label. How long has that label been in action, bro? It'll be seven years next month. Siete años, bro. Yeah, seven years. Seven man. years. Fucking, that's awesome, bro. We're celebrating our fourth anniversary here, so I know how hard that fucking struggle and, and, and commitment and staying in your course and listening to probably everybody and their mother telling you, no, mijo, hazlo así, do it like that, do it like this, do it like that, do it like that. You stood your course, you're in seven years, Give me some of the killer bands that have been on your label. Shit. I'd be lying if I, if I, if I said that every year, I'm like, fuck, this last year. I'm done. You know, because it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's something that you, if, you know, every year you're like, fuck, why am I doing this? You know? What, but, what made you get into it? Uh, how, how long do we have? Bye-bye. Oh, we have 2.30. <laughs> um, dude, it, was, it really is one of those, like, like I've said this on other podcasts and other interviews, like, it was kind of a bucket list type thing. Yeah. You know, it's like. Um, 
you know, I'll tell your, your listeners, like I, I, I work in radio, right? Uh-huh. I've worked for the most part of my, my, my career in radio. You have a very soothing and relaxing voice. Oh, okay, like, I'll keep doing it. Then. I only wish she would stop grabbing my leg. Oh, then, you know? uh, that's a fake news, bro. You're grabbing your own leg. <laughs> <laughs> no, so um, I was working in radio at the time and I still work in entertainment, but I was um, working for the world famous K-Rock uh-huh. in LA. Never heard, Never heard of it. World famous? Yeah. <laughs> Um, so, you know, working in sales and marketing and by all accounts having, you know, working a fun job, obviously, you know, and, and you know, there's certain perks that go along with working in radio. Me and this guy have had plenty of, uh, uh, fringe benefits of working going to concerts, doing, you know, doing events and whatnot. What is the big one? The, the K-Rock Christmas one? Acoustic Christmas. Acoustic Christmas. Gracias. Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's weenie, the one I know. Roast. The Weenie Roast. Yeah. Fuck yeah. You guys have a lot of festivals, bro. Tons, yeah. No, no más eso. It's because of this vato that we got hooked up with Coachella también. Yeah. All stuff. Yeah. Uh, Damn. So you were just kind of like, you had access to everything, bro. All of the bands, well, all of the entertainers. Well, Why wouldn't yeah. you start a record label having all those connects? Yeah. Well, it lasted, right? So, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So, I was working at K-Rock. We're not working on the programming side, but working more on the sales and marketing side. Um, by all accounts, having a great time, you know, enjoying my job. But for some reason, I still felt like not creatively. Uh-huh, uh-huh. You know, maybe it's call it a freaking, uh, you know, midlife crisis or whatever you want to call it, you know. But I told my wife, I'm like, I think I want to put out a 45 or a seven inch and, you know, do something. Were you ever in a band yourself? No. 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 So you were always kind of behind always the mic. Behind the scenes, you know, never really, I can, I, I played sax in hey, high school. Hey, we were in a band in junior high. El okay, wrong. There's one time at band, band camp. Band. Oh, I was going to say, there's one time at band camp. First chair. Hey, Don. Ne- never started a band, never played in a band. Um, were you ever a radio personality online? Tampoco? None of them. Damn, you are no. legitimately the man Legit- behind the scene that gets it done. of music. Oh yeah. You know, I just consume music basically. So, Told my wife, you know, hey, I think I want to put out a 45, seven inches. What did wifey say? She's like, you want to start a label? I'm like, no, I don't want to start a label. I'm like, no, I just want to do one and I'll be done. Get out of my system, right? So, you know, again, working at K-Rock, I had access to, you know, bands and local bands that they would play on the, uh, the Locals Only show. And um, approached two bands and one of them being um, Adi Karate. It's funny Ooh, you brought up Adi Karate in general, but they put out a, a side project called Indian School. Okay. And um, we shot to those guys, yeah. you know, and say, hey, you know, I'm starting, starting to, you know, Exploring starting a label when I put out a, four, a seven inch and you guys down to do a seven inch. So long story short, that one did fairly well, you know, and I'm like, shit, it's made some money. I made some money, recouped my money and made a little bit of profit. Uh-huh. I do more, you know, and wait, 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 there's money in, in music stuff. Uh, Jeez, that, madre right? dang. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, you know, part of that was a big, you know, morale booster, like shit, man, this went really well. And of course I enjoyed it. And there's a certain Pride with, you know, with it's a lot of work. Yeah, it's a ton of work, man. It's a lot of work. You know, so of course. So it was like a split seven inch that you guys put yeah, out? Exactly. Nice. So Indian Summer, Ardio Karate. Audio, no, it at an Indian school and another band out of Norwalk, California called Watch for Horses. Okay. Kind of like Strokes ish, kind of indie rock ish. All right. You know, it was 2014. That was kind of the sound back then. And then, you know, and these guys were really, really talented. Um, and of course, this guy, best friend here, supporting me through it all. Hey, man, you know, this is, I love what you're doing and, you know, going to every show and supporting oh, me. So. Yeah. But el pinche compita Oscar, el plus one, man. Hey, man, I got, yeah, I'm in. Hey, man, do you want, yes, yes, I'm available. Pinche vata, can already see how you get down, bro. All right, I like it. So here we are seven years later, you know, we worked with probably over hundred plus bands now. Um, you know, we, I'm, I'm thankful for everything. You know, bands have grown, bands have played, you know, become radio airplay, have played stuff like Punk Rock Rolling, Warp Tour. They played, you know, we work with bands in the UK and Australia, 
all over the world, basically, you know? That is awesome, so, brother. Yeah, Felicidades on all awesome. your endeavors and any, everything you've crushed and, and, and taken upon. Gracias. That's awesome, bro. I recognize the hustle. I see that you guys are working hard at getting it done. You, you're waiting. I see you, bro. Yeah, wait, déjame hablar, güey. Yeah, quiero hablar, güey. Compita Oscar, a ver, cuéntame. Tell me about yourself. Tell me about my grito. And then we're going to get into everything, bro. I just want people to kind of be on the same boat that I am right now, getting to know you boys. We know each other through our, our avatars, our emojis, our online personas. Pero en persona, aquí es otro pedo, bro. I know. Tell me about yourself, Chapulín. I point your, your listeners, pero... Ain't no. nobody listening, homie. Go ahead. Okay. Well, yeah. <laughs> yes. Fuck, really? All right, cool. We double. Oh, my mom and dad. <laughs> my mom, my mis quefitos. <laughs> no, como, como dice Rob, uh, we've been uh, best friends since uh, for 30 years. 30 years this year. Do you, do you acknowledge that best friends is a proper term to use here, Rob? Sure, why not? Arre, oh, pues, oh, sí, <laughs> It's all happening. It's all happening. We got it recorded. No taxi backseats. It was my best man at my wedding. Was he really? Shit. Some people said the better man. Damn. With them boots. Shit. No. If you would have seen the speech that I gave El Vato, because for some reason, most weddings, the 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 speeches salen muy pronto. While everybody's eating, un pinche speech, and then get to partying. No, 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 este compa. He wanted to wait till like fucking midnight. <laughs> Say, hey, let's do the speeches while I'm all pedo and shit. So Why not, bro? We, hey, I don't know. I gave him a no veritus. What is it when, with, and wine <laughs> come truths, bro? That was pedo. He says todas las verdades, bro. Pedo, yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. Let me describe much. what you're wearing real quick, bro. I, oh, shit. Look at them, bro. You're wearing some Valentina Lizalde Cobra skin boots. Bien chuquitón acá. Them black pants. Black. You look like a combination of like rancid. Pero del rancho, dog. Black shoes, black hat, Cadillac. It's all pale. Look good, dog. Un poquito confused, but hey, it's me, bro. It's me. That's what we were talking about earlier. I said, down here, I'm wearing fucking my, my chucks, some jeans, a piteado, and a Virgin Mary spinning discs. So, I mean, it's it's all the same, bro. You look, you guys look good. We're fucking 42. Yeah, but I, I feel like at this point in our lives, we, 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 we are comfortable in our own skin. We are who we are. And we've kind of like, throughout the last four decades of our life, kind of built upon... Different things that we've seen. We've seen a lot of things in our life, bro. We've yeah. seen a lot of shit in our life. Tell me about what you've seen in your life, Oscar. What's up? No, pues, uh, lo que lo que ha mirado es que Rob nomás le está poniendo, poniendo pura chinga en everything that he yeah. does. And as a, as a friend of his, I was just very proud of everything that he was doing. I was enjoying all the benefits mm. of being his plus one anytime that his wife couldn't go. Uh -huh. Aquí voy. Muy fácil. A huevo. And uh, we were just having such a great time. Y luego cuando está mirando que he was doing everything very punk, DIY. But también se estaba chingando el cuerpo and the stress. No, but las drogas destruyen, bro. No, las drogas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know your listeners can't see, pero el compa tiene Fragil, beard bro. está todo yeah. white yeah, y bro. todo. Damn, he's he's just, he, he has the Benjamin Button. <laughs> Benjamin oh, Button, <laughs> dog. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pero ahí le estamos estaba ayudando for uh, for the, for maybe the last two and a half years okay. con Wiretap. Uh -huh. Pero luego cuando so you've learned on the job. I learned on the job. My my. My full-time job, lo que paga los, los bills. Um, so I'm in finance and insurance. Uh -huh. So I help other advisors, agents, so yeah, life bro. insurance, retirement plans, y esto cuanto. And I get a chance to travel a lot. Pero cuando estoy aquí, estoy con la familia or hanging out with my boys. It, we have two other uh, real good friends que uh, we've known each other since childhood. Pero de, de los cuatro, this is the guy that I've known the longest. That's awesome, bro. That's yeah. awesome because it, it's, it's, you know, we're older now. It's harder to keep people in our circle. My circle's small yeah, and people hate it. But I'm like, fuck, that, I, I have a small circle. I, I can only trust a minimum amount. And I learned that that's how it has to work. So to have somebody that you've had in your corner since you were fucking 12, three decades worth, 
Shit, I stand here. That's that's a. There's no stronger bond. You guys are family, pretty much, bro. You guys are bro bros, bro. You know, there, uh, there's a lot that I would do for him and his family. Hey, hey, take it easy. Como dicen, calmado, viejo. Calmado. Como dicen, four quarters is better than a hundred pennies. No, I've never heard that, but I'm I'm, I'm with it. I'm, I'm with it. The only thing I've heard is like, yo, mama's so fat. She sat on a dollar bill and she made four quarters. That's the only thing I can kind of connect to what you said. <laughs> Why do you have to be but talking for, about my mama? <laughs> for four quarters is better than a hundred pennies. Simon, quality over quantity. Write that down. I'm, exactly. I'm fucking itched. Oh, let's go after this. <laughs> You're not down, fool. I'll fucking go no, with I'm you down. right now. I'm down. Mm, all right, all right. Okay. We'll, we'll get Emo Brown if you get a Maguito tattoo today. Ah, uh, Say uh, less, dog. Uh, no matter what. Shit. <laughs> I have a tattoo of Chalino on me, bro. You think I'm scared of tattoos, dog? I'll get it in. Get yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell me about Maguito Industries. How did it start? How is it now? Where is it going? Or Who's involved? Uh, well, we're, we're, we've been fortunate with Maigrito. Como, como, te, como te dije, Maigrito really started during the pandemic. Porque pandemic lot, projects. Pandemic. A lot of good shit came out of the pandemic. Mm -hmm. A lot of good, a mm -hmm. lot of bad. Mm -hmm. um, I, I know uh, it's uh, no, nothing to really joke about because there was a lot of people that unfortunately no, they're not with us anymore. Yeah. But um, when we're talking about the label, uh, Wiretap was kind of uh, changing a little bit since we couldn't do live shows or anything like that. We started doing some live streams, doing anything that we can to keep the artists going um, with our part, right? I mean, a lot of a lot of these artists were fortunate que son entrepreneurs. They're good at what they do. Y le echan ganas. So that makes our job a lot easier. But it was during that moment that I was telling Rob, hey, why don't we start another, like another imprint? And he's asking, you know, what should it be of? And we're like, um, fuck, we're two, Ch two uh, Chicanos that grew up in Santa Ana. We're going to all these punk shows. Which is an OC. Yeah, an <laughs> hey, OC. what's up, dog? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, we, we commonly see when we were going to all these different shows, con, con, whether it's K-Rock or some of, the, some of the artists on Wiretap, there was a lot of raza, for the most part, that was in the audience because Southern California, un chingo That's all we gente. are, bro. Simón, yeah. pero it wasn't a lot, of, uh, a lot of brown that was on stage. Okay. And we're thinking, okay, why is that? We know we have a lot of talented people, a lot of people que le, le echan pura ganas y esto cuanto, and, and they're out there on social media. They're out there. I mean, we see them on YouTube, but maybe they're bro, not they never the should have given us the internet, bro. I know. They never should have taught us how to sh do the internets because now sh they would podcast. Tenemos pinche grupos de música aquí, punk rockers, emos, y han peinado para atrás. They fucked up. Bro. Yeah, they did. So now, my grito is in full force. I was alluding to it earlier. It's like, oh shit, like a historic event going down today. You guys are signing a band to your guys' label today. Today? We thought today would be a good day because we've been a, a fan of uh, your show for a minute. Shut Listen to enchilada stuff. Shut up, like, bro. Oh my God. God. No. Bitch, I already gave you beer. I, I, I complimented you on your boots, bro. I don't know. I feel like if you combine both of you, that's where... I come out. Salvo del otro lado. El vato acá bien botitas y el otro bien rockero. Yeah, I come out and I'm like, all right, cool. You got one looks like Mike Ness. You want to look like a bookie and shit, bro? It's like, <laughs> bookie Ness. <laughs> el bookie Ness. <laughs> you're saying I look like oh, Jesus? Sí, oh, bro. Shit, dog. So you're signing a, a band to a fucking uh, a, a, a contract? Today. It's, it's, all right. Today. Yeah. Since I'm sitting in front of two record label owners, two music fucking gurus, what goes into signing a band as it relates to how do you discover them? How do you procure their relationship, grow it, and then ultimately say, ¿Sabes qué, Oscar? Hay que tirarles una lana a estos vatos. Let's, let's back them and see what we can do together. Because ultimately, the, that, from a person on the outside looking in, a, a record label artist relationship is like, both of you get out what you put in. 
Simón. You know, obviamente el, el grupo de música que van a poner en, la, en, en el label, it's like, homie, you gotta show me you can hustle. You gotta show me you can grind. I mean, everybody can play a guitar tune. Everybody can sing on key. What's gonna differentiate you from this band that works, that maybe has, you know, hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. Es lo que siempre he escuchado. And it's very true, bro. I know a lot of motherfuckers who, who got a, a lot more talent in, one, in their little pinky finger than some of the people I surround myself with. But the people I surround myself will outwork those fools. Sí, And ultimately, my crew will always end up coming on top because we, we know how to hustle. If we had fucking talent. God damn. We got skipped on the talent area. <laughs> so what are you guys looking at when you're discovering a band? Take me through the, the process of signing a, a band. Yeah, dude, I think he said it right. Like I said, you, that band has to put in work, man. You know, like with not only with Maguito, but in, in the past seven years of Wiretap, like the bands that have had the most success and have grown are the bands that hustle, man. That they, you got, they got to put in the work, man. Plain and simple. Just if I'm hustling more than you are, fucking that's, up. that's the label. You're fucking that's up. That's not working to work out. Yeah. So every band that's ever grown, grown and actually even possibly even like graduate to the bigger label in general has put in fucking work. Man. Hardest working you know, band you ever work with. Don't you, and you're not going to be disappointing anybody fucking <laughs> on your label. Just somebody that everybody on your label can be like, all right, that's the model. Who's the hardest working band that you've worked with? With Wiretap. Come back to me. Oof, oof. All right, what about Magrito? Hardest working band you guys have worked with right now? Well, for us, I mean, we're lucky that- They're upstairs, dog, watch your mouth. <laughs> well, they haven't signed yet, but they will be signing soon, aquí. So I have a- Oh, look, he tiene una chela al vato Robbie, si la agarró. Ah, huevo. Con su elbow. Nice. Hey, man, your fucking team needs some pitching, homie. Why don't you go up there and see if we can try out for the Angels, bro? <laughs> Well, uh, we're, we're very lucky and fortunate that everybody on the label is echando ganas because that's one of the things as we're courting them. Mm. That. We're asking questions of what their expectations are. What are they looking for? Uh, what's their understanding of a label? Mm -hmm. That ain't good. We want to hear it. Yeah. Well, what, do you, what are your expectations from us as record label owners? Exactly. Okay. Well, what's your expectation us as artists? Yeah, I get you. No, it's true. No, it, no, and it does have to go all the way around. Tenemos que tener buena comunicación. Cuanto and... I told him, you know what, uh, for us as a label, and especially with me, really, this is my real first time working within a label. Como te dije, I was helping Rob with with Wiretap, but it's really his label. Uh -huh. Aquí nomás estoy ayudando as much as I can. Wiretap, um, with my grito, it's both of us. Y le estoy ayudando as much as I can. You take a little bit of pride now knowing that, you know what, I'm, I... My name is on this project. I, I do because my name is tied to it. I do because it's for our, our cultura. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We are helping out a lot of raza, Latinos. And are you guys specifically only signing people from our culture on, on My Grito? Not necessarily. Okay. I mean, All so right. far, that's the way it looks. Mm -hmm. But oh, uh, I'd hate it if the people would start protesting in front of yeah. Magrito Industries. Like again, you know? Oh, you know like no more I want to cancel the dude in the botas de avestruz. Yeah, that guy <laughs> over there. <laughs> Cancelado. Cancelado. <laughs> no, but the way we look at it is he, hay un artista that they're celebrating the Latino culture in some mm. way, in some respect. Um, that's something that we look for. Don't say it's not all the members on the band have to be Latino, Chicano. Um, but you know, the, the artists that we're working with right now, that happens to be the case. All of them are Latino. And, and I'm very uh, prideful of that. Um, when we have our conversations with them, estamos diciendo, hey, mira, um, we want to know what your expectations are, para que we can exceed it. Mm -hmm. And we're going to do our best to also understand what you want to accomplish, where you want to get, and help you out as much as we can. Not, and, and the thing is that, I mean, it, it doesn't always work out that way. I mean, I, I, my first go around aquí con my grito, not everything has been perfect. Um, I haven't been perfect. good. 
that, that, yeah, you want that. that. Yeah. yeah, it's fucking real. It's raw, yeah. and and we're trying to learn as much as we can. You know can. who benefits the most? The next fucking artist that you guys are looking Absolutely. at. You know, you like yeah. you. I've already run into that hurdle. Mm-hmm. Let's step aside from that hurdle and let's work on not running into that. Yeah. Simon, communication, bro. A ver, mira, ahí te va. I'm an artist. I'm a young artist. You know, verde como pinche sandía. I don't know anything, dog. I'm new to the game, and I hey man, here's my demo, and you like it. And you come in, oh, you know what, Rob? Let's fucking talk to this guy, bro. So he's got something. He's got something. I don't know what it is, but he's got something. So I go to you and I'm like, hey, man, um, thank you for taking interest. What can you do for me as an artist if I sign with, with my grito? Like, what, what, what can I expect from you guys? Why should I sign with you? I, I think the biggest thing that the artists have seen so far, um, and hopefully future artists are going to see this también, is that we are a very artist-friendly label mm-hmm. because we don't take any ownership of any music. Um, our approach is to- Al estilo Chuk Knight. Oh, verdad? Yeah. Uh-huh, take my parking space. Hey, man, I'm like, no. I'm him <laughs> work for him or work for us. Yeah, right? <laughs> Damn it, you got all puffy chest when you motherfucker work for him. You know we're going to work. Hang people off 14th floor buildings. You know, I just had an encounter with, with a big band and we fucked up and used their music and, and I might have been dangled over a fucking hotel room floor and I'll never do it again. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, I bring it to you. You're like, you know what? This is what you can expect. Can I expect you guys to like, um, I guess as an artist, I would want you guys to amplify my name. Absolutely. Like take my brand outside of the area that I'm used to having, you know, like as a small local guy, like I'll play shows here, I'll play shows there. What can you guys do? Do you guys set up tours for bands? Um, To a certain extent, come on, we're not, we're not booking agents, but we're trying to get into that space because we, you know, when we dive into projects, we want to do as much as we can and and learn as much as we can. So we've been fortunate to be, Teniendo relationships con other promoters and see if we can help book. Um, but I think if you were to take a look at our soul show, like on Instagram with my grito, um, you'll notice that we're very big on marketing. We're, mm-hmm. we're very big on PR and getting the name out there as much as possible. So I think for a lot of artists, especially those that look into cuanto cuesta para un piche PR, it's fucking expensive. How much is it? It's a grit. Yeah, it's a grit. Ah, and, dog. and what does that include? What does like a PR like representation include? Just somebody that does all the heavy lifting on on market media and those yeah. well we've been using the, the same publicist for you know we, we use the same publicist for Marieta that we do for wiretap and um that's just like anything else we've established a uh, relationship with our publicist for a number of years now you know and you know pr in general just for your listeners kind of that aren't familiar with what that means it basically like our publicist helps with reviews and getting like video premieres and song premieres and getting getting press right in the music industry that's that's the bread and butter that's the bread and butter that's you know, that's like, the, that's one bad review could fucking sink, yeah, sink yeah. everything. So I, I completely say like, you know, until we brought in PR, full-time PR, you know, for Wiretap, that's when things took out, started taking off. In serio? Yeah. All right, yeah, okay. The same, the same people like music promoters and venue owners and, and booking agents are, are reading the same websites and, and publications that you and I read, you know? So we can't do it all yeah. is what you're saying. Like, we, without, we need to eventually reach out and bring- Without content, without actually, you know, content and, and videos and, and, and interviews and, and press in general, what are you pushing? You know, it's besides just, you know, your own, your own, your own video. Hey, you know, and putting it out there for your own 200 followers on Facebook, you know what? So all that press helps with content, grow your audience and grow your social, grow your Spotify, grow everything in general. So, um, you know, just to kind of piggyback what Oscar is saying, like we're a very artist friendly label on both sides, you know? Um, but also we, we bring that, that element that 
what we've noticed and what we saw with a lot of like, especially Latino bands, uh-huh. younger, younger, like, you know, Latino bands that we were coming across, they had never had the luxury of having a publicist and having somebody that knew the ins and outs of digital marketing and knew, you know, like, you know, how to kind of get their name out there. They you know, fucked so. up when they showed us how to do things, exactly. bro. <laughs> it's over that, yeah. now. They yeah. fucked. They should have never showed us how to internet. It's over yeah, now, exactly, dude. Man. So, you know, that's something that we bring to the table and we help out with these young artists that are like, oh shit, you're going to help us out with like marketing and, you know, like, I've always done that on my own. So now it's like, yeah. no, man, we're going to do yeah. this for you. We've got a, we've got an equation that works. Absolutely. Yeah. And you're the variable that we're plugging into this equation yeah. and we're going to just let our PR team run with it. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and again, like, it's not like we just like, Hey, PR is going to do everything because like going back to like, we're DIY, you know, like the bands that we, that we choose carefully choose. We love for them to have that DIY spirit and aesthetic. Right. Because we're not, you know, we're not, we're not working with bands. Just expect us to basically all right, cool. We're signed now. It's going to take off. It's now. over. You I'm ready. Yeah. Work, yeah. 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 Like I said before, like if we're doing more work and we're posting more and we're, we're doing more, You're fucking more it's not going to work, you know? So, um, but it's like, again, like saying like, uh, the bands that we've seen the most success in general have been the bands that actually put in the work, man. Cause this, this thing's a, it's a group effort. We, every band's different. Some bands need a little bit more handholding than the others, but other bands need help with, like you were saying, like, you know, if they need help with booking, we'll help out wherever we can. If they need help more with like, physical merch and product and, you know, producing vinyl or whatever that will help out that side. So it's like every band is really different. They need kind of different needs. So part of our label, you know, being a label and, and, and run a label is listening to what they need. Right. Uh huh. So being a parent, holding your kids, your your children's hand and and grooming them. I think it makes sense that we're both parents, you know, I think we, that might actually help to, I don't doubt it. Yeah. Cause I mean, look at them. You're, you're getting, you're getting an innocent, somebody who is naive, is probably like, oh wow, I'm getting signed on a record label, and to them, could very well be the the the, the goal, the epitome of everything they wanted is like, I just want to get on a label. Why? I don't know, bro. I just want to get on a label. That's my goal. And it's like, okay, cool. Now you're on the label. Okay, now what do I do? It's like a lot of these artists probably don't know what what comes next. Do I start getting checks now? Am, am I going to get paid? Like, is my song going to be on the radio? Am I going to be able to find like my music in every town that I'm in? And then I feel like a lot of the people, Emo Brown. Emo Brown, a lot, of, a lot of what we do here in Emo Brown is I like to bring people from different walks of life who have different career paths, who have different different goals, you know? Like you guys, you know? I, I, I've always tinkered in music. I've been in music all my life. You know, that, that's something that I, I, regardless of what I do, like running the brewery, running a bar, doing the podcast, everything kind of full circle, always the foundation is music for me, you know? Because it's something I really dedicated decades of my life into doing, man. From like when I was like 16 to like 25, that was what I was about starting to play music, building the brand of the band, getting to shows, getting it as exposure, doing interviews. So I feel like all of those things that I've done prepared me to operate a business, prepared me for DIY. Oh, yeah. I trust nobody when it comes to this shit, bro. Yeah. I watch that movie Scarface a lot. I've watched it like over 150 fucking times in my life. And the compita Tony Montana está en el jacuzzi en su recámara, dog. Smoking a cigar. It's like, who do I trust? Me. That's who. Who put this shit together? Me. That's who. And I feel like it, it, it could be off-putting if I present myself in that way. Because I, I know I have a fucking team of, 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 of family members and close friends that I've had in my corner since day one. You know, so it's like, who put this thing together? It's not necessarily me, but I can say that because they are the motherfuckers that pushed me to get to this next level. And it all drives from music for me, man. You know, and, and, and you have, I, I can see it in both of you. You guys have that same mentality. And I was telling my wife, my wife's like, why do you get so butthurt when people try to offer like, advice or, or tell you how to do things. And I said, if you can just imagine a world 
Oh wait, no, no. Imagine a world where every day somebody has a great idea for you on how to run your business. You know, it's like, hey man, you know what? Should you should do this, and you should do that, and you should do this, and you should do that. I was like, I tell I tell wife, he's like, every fucking day, man, I get like a dozen people that tell me what I should be doing differently. You know, and then like. I have an inner circle who I trust and, and, and I listen to, you know, and like my mom and my, my, my family, my, my parents, my, 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 my close friends. And they tell me, and obviously it, it, it hits different when they tell me, cause they have my best interest in hands in mind, perdón. but sometimes I, I would told them, I was like, I get overwhelmed. Like everybody feels like they know what's best on what I should be doing. And I, I just, I got to shine them and say, I know what works for me. You know, I, I know who put it together. I know how to make it work. You're nodding at me, so I know you motherfuckers know that same fucking scenario. You, you have that DIY spirit, man. You know, just like, you know, I think we both have that, you know? It's like, I'll give you an example also, like, you're working in corporate America and corporate radio, right? You, 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 go, to, you go to work with, I'll use the word, the normies, mm, <laughs> the normal mm. people, right? Khakis, polo, yeah, cinto, you know, anchor blue, torpedoes. There's the normies, right? And then, <laughs> yeah, no existe anchor blue. I used to work there, I know Miller, for sure. Miller's, Miller's, Miller's Outpost. outpost. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me you're old without telling me how old you are. <laughs> Miller's Outpost. <laughs> so, um, so, you know, every now and then you kind of come across somebody like, oh, dude, that guy was probably in a band, right? Or mm. like, and then you meet somebody like that, that either they're wearing, they wear a shirt one day, you say like, oh, that guy's a kind of hidden punk, right? Or yeah. a hidden guy that, that you think that might have been in the band before, right? And you get to meet them there and you realize that they either were in a band or, you know, did something or like, you know, wrote, wrote a zine or whatever back in the days. It's a different hustle. Absolutely. And those are the people that actually are the hardest working people that can juggle a lot of plates, whatever. And I feel like those are the hidden punks in, in corporate America, you know? And I met a lot of those people in, in working in, in, in corporate, quote unquote, corporate America, right? Is the people that, did something in independent music yeah. and that, that taught them, this is all valuable stuff that you actually run a label and doing yeah. stuff and managing and doing. doing it's healthy PR. to have it's your core healthy. of people in your corner. Absolutely, you yeah. fucking so, need that. You know, like, it, not, it yeah. definitely helps out what you do and, and keeping you organized and you know, building what you're doing. So, so like, I, cause I don't want people to think like, oh fuck Rob, he did it all on his own. Nada, nadie le ayudó. Pinche compita Oscar también. He did this shit solo independent. Mm -hmm. No, it, you need that core group of people totally. behind you telling you, and I, I, I need people to tell me no. Yeah. Bounce ideas off my wire. Oh, no, that's that's not, not, a, not a good idea. Maybe do it like this. Like those are the people I need in my corner, but it's like, it, there's a lot of other people that kind of jump in and, and punk, like even here at the brewery, like, well, why'd you fucking call you guys punk, three punk kales? You guys don't even play like old school punk. And then, cause in the last, 20 years of my life, I know what punk is now. Absolutely. Punk is not fucking having a blue ass fucking mohawk or, or, or a studded belt or, or whatever the fuck you think it is. Punk is sticking to what you want to do and not budging or giving in, bro. And, and for, for better or for worse, for fucking uh, accolades or downfalls, like I stay my course. And then and it's funny that we're talking about the city because I, I listen. One of my favorite songs is by Bouncing Souls called True Believer. Yes. And in that, in that fucking song, mm -hmm. all they talk about is like, you know, I believed in myself and I did it my way. And I really don't, I don't give a fuck what you guys are saying. You know, like I, I'm going to, I'm going to take it as a grain of salt and I'm going to just keep going on my path. And the successes that you talk about in real world atmosphere, bro, the punk mentality of like saying, you know, I know what fucking works. I'm going to continue to do and make this happen. Yeah, yeah. That mentality can only help 
elevate you in whatever you're doing in, in a fucking you're a fireman or or you're a business owner or you you operate a, a podcast or you have a zine whatever like that mentality is the mentality I want to pass on to my kids it's like don't be like somebody that's just easily influenced and, and pushed off of your spot maintain your spot that's the only that's the only thing that we really have control of our little spot and if you believe in that spot stay there don't let anybody fucking push you off oh but they make fun of me who cares we've all been made fun of I've been made fun of all my fucking life. You know, like, why are you doing that? Nah, bitch, I got it. Like, don't worry. Yeah. Is that what you're going to do at your business? Oh, I don't have a business. Well, I'm fucking worry about that. Oh, yeah. Like, get, you know what I'm saying? Damn, BG Rob, like I feel like says. I'm cutting. Hey, it's well, like it says, man, you know, give me, give me something to sing, right? I'll sing along forever, bro. Yep. Right? Yeah. Yeah. That, but that, that's your right, right. Give me, you find your, your passion. Give me your, you know, give me your, your reason to keep going. Right. And that's what that song's about, man. So yeah, man, we're. This episode is brought to you by the wonderful people of Society <laughs> Brewing Company. El compita Fernando Arce with a big ass nasty Dyer tattoo on his arm. Coach I appreciate you, bro, for the beer. Not for your fucking choice in teams to support. <laughs> Trevor Bauer. Hey, when you said that, uh, you said that we're uh, angels are now, now or you, you, you were there before. Yeah, bro. What are you the, think? You the, think the Padres, the Padres have always are, had this positive shine on them, bro? You're saying like that. Fuck. But the Padres have been now. They're better now, right? We're better, but I mean, we're still. We haven't. We haven't done shit. So, but so now you consider the Padres to be now they're in the major leagues on. Yeah, bro, dog. Let me tell you, I've been a fan. I, uh, well, <laughs> since I was born, because I'm from San Diego. But I remember looking at pictures. I'm like five years old and old school Padre brown colors, mm-hmm. bro. I've seen some shitty ass teams in my life. The Padre Padre teams. Yeah. Yeah, where we are now, we have never been, you know, and we haven't won shit. So what I'm saying is we get respect without anything right now. Yeah. We've been to the World Series twice and done nothing. You know, in 1984, I was little, and, and I know I think we won a game, you know, and that's it. Uh, 1998, we did it against the Yankees. You're not going to beat the evil empire, bro. You know, it's yeah. like they are who they are. But now I feel like people are like, oh, shit. Take a note. It's the Padres. Yeah. Oh, look at the fucking, they got a good they're team. young, dog. Yeah. They're not all white. You know, like they got some color on the team. They got some culture. They got, they got Koreans. They got Japanese. They got Dominicans. It's like, it's like, oh no, it's not just, hey, now batting Sean Burroughs. Now batting Chase Headley. Yeah. Now batting Brad Austin. Like, like, it's like, no, or Brad Austin. Austin Hedges. It's like, no, it's like, we're not good yet. We haven't done shit where it's warranted. You know, we're nothing compared to the Dodgers. Dodgers have fucking accolades. You know, they have, yeah. they have, they have decades of, of a winning mentality. We don't. But it's like, oh shit, now there's a tension on us. And once we win, fucking forget about it, dog. And I look at your team, the Angels, like, no, mames, pinche equipo maleta. And it's like, they got, they got all these fucking stars, bro. You got all of these fucking stars and, and you can't, can't get it together and do shit with it. How are you going to have Anthony Rendon playing third base and then nothing? That's the, that's bad management and bad ownership. Man. How are you going to have motherfucking Mike Trout in center field, dog? Best, arguably the best player of his generation holding it down. Nada. He's going to leave, man. How are you going to have motherfucking show your Tani dog? Yeah. Somebody that's done. N- nobody has ever done what he, the fuck he's doing right now, bro. Uh, you know what? I think I'm going to start the all-star game and fucking hit DH. And it's like, that's a generational talent. So you guys got three fucking heavy hitters that on any other team, it will lead that fucking team into success with the angels. Can't even get to fucking 500, bro. Artie Moreno's got to go, bro. Damn. I'm not even an Angel yeah. fan, but I know the names, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't really feel yet. No, so um, I, I get you, man. Yeah, I, I told you last time I came to visit the brewery, my, my dad played uh, 
Mexican League with mm. Gary Templeton for mm. the Padres. So I got a little bit of kinship to the Padres, man. Before yeah, Fernando Tatis, that was the best shortstop yeah. of the Gary Padres. Templeton, Fucking man. miss me with Ozzy. Oh, yeah. But he can do a backflip. Fuck the wizard, dog. Gary Templeton. <laughs> Gary Templeton. That's the man. guy. Damn, you like baseball for this? This is a. Hey, Los Carlos, my boots though. What about my boots? <laughs> <laughs> no, we because of baseball. We played little league together. Yeah, yeah. each other's team. Bro, you said you're a softball coach. A softball coach. In I played uh, little league baseball con, es, con él. We played high school ball, and I played adult leagues that I got kicked out of for Santana <laughs> for fighting. Shocker. Es peleonero, bro. Era No, porque soy chaparro. Sometimes short man syndrome. I don't know what the fuck it is, but I'm- Calmado, bro. Calmado. What'd you say? Sit down, man. Sit down. Fuck. That's what happens when you're born in 1978, bro. Fuck. 1979, we're chill. We just kind of let things happen. and just talk shit, you know? I know. 1970, No, but I am a fan of the the Padres to a certain extent, porque since Little Moro, I've been- Don't limit your love for my squad, bro. Go ahead. Say it with your chest. But no, as a little- Morro, I was playing catcher. Mm. My dad played catcher mm. when he was in Mexico, and all three of my daughters uh, played catcher. Yeah, it was just something that's like a fucking going. an heirloom. You guys pass it, you pass it down it from, Simon, from generation to generation. Simon, but wh- wh- what was the catcher that I was admiring growing up? Pinche Benito Santiago. <sighs> Bro. That's who I was looking at. And, and and check it out. That's my dude right there. Oh, yeah. I stop, mira. Yeah. I'm going to get a tattoo of him. I have a bar. We have a bar oh, called the Elwood. I wouldn't go that. Uh, no, you wouldn't? Oh, no, okay, so the, we have a couple. I don't know if. Um, I don't know if their artistic abilities have made it into the OC area, but there, there's a company down here called the Ground Floor Murals, and they are the ones responsible for doing all the the, the San Diego Padre murals around town. Like they've done the Fernando Tatis, we saw those driving the Manny Machado one, the, the Fernando Tatis. They they've got like a Joe Musgrove. And they, they've done a Tony Gwen in Oceanside. You said you had some shitty Mexican food. I'm going to hear about that in a little bit. They had some <laughs> shitty Mexican food in, in Oceanside. They have a, a junior sale fucking mural up there. So like these, these, these dudes, like I have a bar and I said, Hey, when you guys get free, cause they're busy right now. They're, they're fucking popular, you know, they're, they're good people. And I said, I have a bar and, and a big ass wall in the back. I want you to do a Benito Santiago mural for me, oh, you know? Man. And I, I don't know if you remember that, that tops card where he's like in the, the catcher position, he's squatting and he has his backward plastic helmet. Oh, yes. Boom. Yes. I said, yes. I want, I want that image, but with like a Jesus Christ status, a, 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 a Thor, a row of thorn, Around his head, bro. Este, que se mira calle, calle. Jesus Christ. You know, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I love baseball, bro. I love I baseball. I, I love, I love, you know, I love, I love creating shit. I love creating something from nothing and, and building it and adding like all the different flavors and layers that, that it requires to grow and flourish and then stepping away from it and then just kind of watching it operate and be like, yeah, cool. I, I want to see that. And you motherfuckers are the same way. That's kind of like running a label, man. It's like you put all the work into a release and a band and kind of helping them grow their brand, right? And seeing people discover them, you know? That's that's kind of the same way, man. The band is a product, right? How many bands reach out to you guys and try to get signed on a monthly basis, yearly basis? Like how how often do you guys field um, requests? Like, hey, man, check my shit out. Hey, man, check this out. What are they asking you to check out? Because once upon a time, I used to be in that position and we would send them CDs. Yeah. What do people send you now? Fucking links to, links, the, yeah. yeah? What those links? And yeah. I mean, what we look for, we do get the request quite a bit and we do listen to most of it. Mm-hmm. All dependent. We do take a look at the social. We take a look at the activity. We take so it's a- like a job interview. You guys it do your, your, your due diligence and you see, okay, what kind of a social media presence do you have? What kind of a following do they have? Are they interactive with the community? Shit like that. The community is a big one for us because cuando comenzamos uh, My Grito, there was a couple things that we wanted to hit hit on real hard. Uh, one, the, the music. And what I loved about Magrito is that 
what was a little bit different than Wiretap is Wiretap, we were really focusing very hard. Rob was hoping, focusing real hard on punk. Mm. With Magrito, it's all fucking genres. No importa que tipo de música. Yes, we have punk, we have ska. Uh, tenemos uh, our, the new artists that we're going to be signing Kevin today at Three Punk Ales. Yeah, motherfuckers are being secretive about them. What's the name of that band, bro? What's the name of that band? Exclusive. Oh, exclusive. You're getting the yeah, fucking exclusive, bro. Bro, what's the name of the band? Don't Las, be scared. I mean, aquí va Las Calacas. Bro. Boom, follow them. I'm not going to lie to you, bro. Uh, we talked about it last week. You, 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 you floated it over to me like, hey, these guys are from Phoenix or Phoenix. Am I speaking out of yeah. term? Okay, no, they're from Phoenix. They're going to be in town. We're going to be signing them and they're going to stop by while we're doing the podcast. I said, awesome. I took that link or whatever and the name and I, and I popped it in. I started listening to it at home. You know, we're like, oh shit, fuck. Oh, wait, wait, you guys are the record label. So I can actually play this shit, huh? Yeah. You are fucked. I'm going to allow, hold on a second. Yeah. So, so Colin, hey, bro, uh, questions even next week. Can we hop on? All pinche, people fucking All just, alarm, man. bro, right. do people get mad at you when you don't respond to their texts or their calls? You, you got to reply. You ain't got to do shit, bro. Yeah. You ain't got to do shit. <laughs> and that's why I tell them, I say, if, if you're going to call me, bro, you go into voicemail. I don't ask, unless, especially if it's numbers, bro. Oh, yeah. If it's not a name, que sea abuelita or jefito or sister or wifey, I ain't fucking answering that shit, bro. I don't know who you are. I'm not going to fucking answer. Don't call us. Send me a text. And even when I see a text, sometimes like, fuck is this you know i want to hear the band i want i want to hear this band this band is called calacas they're from phoenix arizona how did you even how did they become a blip on your radar well it was uh during uh one of the things that we wanted to do with the labels time into a lot of charity work it's it's doing charity work and also featuring latino entrepreneurs mm. that's something that we wanted the label to do so uh, our Right out the gate, we came out with our first charity compilation called Mas Alto Volume 1. Uh, during Mas Alto Volume 1, uh, there were some artists that we already kind of had our, had our eyes on to hit them up to see if they would donate their talent, their songs, for this charity compilation where 100% of the proceeds would go. Uh, to, for our first one, it was No Us Without You. Okay. So they're based out of LA, and what they do is they help out a lot of un, undocumented, uh, undocumented immigrants during the pandemic, porque perdieron el jale. They weren't working. Restaurants were being shut down. All Hell of us yeah, were fucking scared bro. shitless. Yeah. We're thinking, it was the unknown. We didn't know what was going on. Exactly. How long is it going to last? I don't know. They still yeah. fucking don't know how long it's going to last. It still doesn't. And um, we were slowly getting a couple, uh, or I wasn't, but uh, every now and then the people that did need it were getting some checks to kind of help them out. But not immigrants. Oof. And what know us without you, what they were doing is they were uh, they were providing food, y esto cuanto, dinero lo que podían to help out a lot of these undocumented immigrants that are at the back house of a lot of restaurants and things like that. So um, when we were looking for artists for the first charity compilation, that's where Rob came across Las Calacas and we saw their video and right of, right out the gate, we became fucking big fans. It's just such a great song. Oh yeah, this is it, yeah. Turn, yeah. That, turn that up. Turn it up a little more, bro. I met the guys upstairs, bro. Simon. They got their style, bro. They, they, they got their look. They, they, they worked on that shit. Dude, that's a, right here, bro? I, I'm, I'm, I'm fucking sweeping the floor, dog. I'm doing my... I got bailando con la pinche escoba. Ah. But, bro, why are you taking off your shirt? Put it back on. It's hot in here, bro. It's getting hot. It's good. The air conditioning is broken, dog. Um, Wifey is a critic of all things, bro. She heard this shit and she's like, who's this? I was like, oh, is this, this band? The, 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 the label owners are going to come to the brewery. We're going to shoot the shit. We're going to talk. You're going to play the brewers like eventually. You know, like, well, eventually we want to bring them down here. Um, well, they get down. Yeah. They get real down. 
bro, this is just like, and I told wife, he's like, what does it sound like to you? And she's like, I don't know. It's like different. It's like, it's like a mixture of cumbia and rock in Espanol with like a little, a little sprinkle of ska on the top, bro. Like, I thought, and I'm like, fuck, this is, this is good. That's perfect. It's, it's missing accordion. I know a guy. I'm listening to this shit on Spotify, which is gonna kind of like bridge the gap to a conversation, bro. And don't worry, the Calacas, they're upstairs. They're gonna, we're gonna bring them down here. We're gonna talk to them. We're gonna get a little bit of their information, their background, how they got started. Look this shit up, man. Look at this shit. Look at this shit. Oh, I love you. Y luego, for those of you que están aquí en Southern California, September 3rd, Oof. van a estar a La Santa en uh, Santa Ana. I had no idea what that uh, festival, the whole thing was about. And then there's another band that I, I'm kind of like, uh, I keep an eye on and just kind of check out what they're doing. They're on that same shit too. Mm-hmm. And then I started reading, I was like, that's a big event. It's a, it, it's, it's a legit, like a, like a festival and then, I'm excited, bro. Ah, uh, we're gonna see El Compita Steve right there. With nah, us. bro, I don't, I don't go, bro, I don't go north. I don't leave my hood, bro. Aquí in my hood, aquí nada me pasa we'll, mi hood. We'll, we'll bring him here then. All right, we'll bring him here. Now you're talking. Spotify, music streams, friend or foe of the record label. How does it play into what you guys are doing? How does it affect uh, what you're trying to do as a representative of their music? Um, there's no formula for it, man. No, it's like I, I wish I could sit here and be like, "Hey, we know the formula to get to do it," but I mean, like, it all comes down to keeping content going, um, having a part, you know, without giving away all the secrets. Because <laughs> oh, we, there's fucking label, secrets, right? dude. But I mean, with nowadays, like, <laughs> you, know, right? you you have to have a plan. You know, that's part of what we do. We sit down with the band early on, which we will with these guys, of course. They have a new record coming out next year, so we'll sit down, talk about kind of, you know, hey. When do we roll out singles? When do we do roll out? We're not supposed to fill out the, the, full, the full album or singles or roll out singles, whatever. Um, but you have to have a plan. Digital marketing, you have to, you know, put out uh, the strategy to put out, you know, singles and, and put some dollars behind that. It's like, it's a lot of work, man. You know, it's I don't like, doubt it, bro. If it was easy, everybody would fucking do it, bro. So, um, but I mean, in terms of like, I, I went, I was said earlier, like the same people that are curators on Spotify, which these are. Spotify curators now nowadays are the new music directors from radio stations. You know, it's like whereas everybody from when in the '90s when music directors were getting submissions and wanted them to play on the radio, those are the new the new the new music directors are, are curators now. They, everybody wants to get you know playlisted on Spotify and Apple Music and whatnot, right? That's that's the jam. That's the that's the what a lot of bands. That's well, what was once upon a time a compilation is now a playlist on yeah. a fucking music stream. But you know, but again, like I said. Not everybody gets playlisted, right? So what we do with every band is like we encourage them and tell them, "Hey, if you get playlisted, great. That's gravy on on top of on top of the hard work and effort exactly. you put forward." But your goal, every band, I tell every band out there, is like your goal is to get people to follow you on Spotify because that gets direct con- communication with your with your followers on your Spotify. fan base. Yeah, exactly. And it's like one to one, you know, add if you add one or five or whatever ten followers per week, you're you you know I think there's a model out there that says like if you have 100 follower. Uh, solid followers on you know that are, are support you in everything you do on 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 buying merch and and spinning you every week whatever you can sustain a a, a a living on music you know so what we tell every band is like your goal shouldn't be getting playlisted and whatever it should be having it should be getting people to follow you on Spotify in general and that in general would get people to get notified when you get new music and you know so there's a formula to it you know because like we 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 do 
sit down with him and, and map out a, a plan, you know? But I mean, you answer your question, like, there's no formula for me. It's like, we have to figure out what the band needs, what their strengths are, look at the data. I don't want to get all fucking inside baseball here. <laughs> no, fuck yeah, you're yeah. going to get inside baseball, motherfucker. That's what we're here ball. for. I want to yeah. learn. But <laughs> you got to look at the data, man. You know, it's like, you you can look at the data that, a lot of the data on Spotify tells you a lot. You know, I mean, it's like where your listeners are and, you know, that can help you determine where to go, where to play shows and where you should go to, you know? Where, where you going? Tell me about this band. Don't look at me. This is on your label, bro. This is on your label, motherfucker. I can't hear it, dude. How does a band like taking date, bro? And I think this is awesome. Hear that. Los Calacas. Las Calacas, bro. Right up my fucking alley. Now. Taking days. Right on my valley, probably was alley when I was like in my early 20s, bro. Yeah. ¿Te gusta esto? ¿Te gusta? I, I, this is, I, you know, when <laughs> a long, long time ago, Rob, <laughs> I was also in a band and, and we would do like showcases for record labels, you know? And they tried their hardest to fucking make us sound like this, you know? They did, and we weren't, uh, we weren't budging. We, we did what we needed to do. Like we wanted to sound like we wanted to sound. And ultimately, I feel like that's what took us off of the direction of pursuing a career in the music industry. I was like, nah, no me gustó. We, we, the one memorable showcase we did was for a band called, um, a, a, a label called Drive Through Records. Yeah. And it was, the owner was Stephanie and Richard, I think, they're Sam Mama. Yeah. And um, that, 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 married couple, yeah. Yeah, they, brother and sister. Oh, were they? Yeah, I remember it was a brother and sister. So I might have the names wrong, but I remember it was definitely brother and sister. And they had bands like Taken Days up and down their list and a couple of other bands Arch that Bandits were and those were the bands I like. You know who was my shit? Phoenix on that? TX. Alistair. Alistair. Bro. Shit, dude. That dude isn't like Japan doing his thing right now. What? Yeah. Um so yeah, those are kind of like relationships. Like the Alistair relationship. I think the guy's name, the singer's name, Sama Scott, and he's like in Japan doing his thing over there with the band. And so those are like the relationships I kept. And that they did everything they could to put us a square peg into their model around hole and it just wasn't fitting bro like it's like get in there it's like nah we ain't getting in there for you know like it's ultimately that's not gonna be what we're about and that's what i learned i was like oh fuck i don't want to be part of something that's like this i'd rather do it on our own then we like fast forward two years and everything just stopped and we get old we get to that age where it's like all right bitch i'm 25 i'm probably gonna get married in like the next year what is our plan for this fucking project, our band, you know? I can't figure it out. <laughs> and it didn't work. You know, we took a step back, we played, we did our thing and shook hands and everything and met some cool people there. But that record label, like, I wish it was more like you guys, like more wiretap. More fucking my grito, like a record label that was willing to work with the label and be, or with the artist and be like, hey, all right, cool, we get it. You're not gonna be like Newfound Glory, yeah. okay? We get it. You're not gonna be very Phoenix TXE, RX Bandit, Alistair, who was out early November, like those yeah. bands. You're like, yeah. like, you're not like those guys. You guys are your own thing. You you guys are more like you know you know like like we were like. I don't even know what the fuck we were, bro. We were weird. Like, we played ska music. We played punk music. We played, like, a, a mixture of both of them. We sang in English. We sang in Spanish. And it was just a different era. Like, what could you have done for me in my band in my day, bro? What would you have told me? This is 2000. This is, two, yeah, just leave it 2000, bro. This was 2000. We're ahead of our time, I think. 
Dude, I, I tell this guy, I think I think if it would have started Wiretap or Magneto in 2000, it would have been, it's a different time. Yeah. yeah it's like. Everybody was getting a fucking uh, yeah. a, a contract, you know? And there, and there was. There was record labels everywhere. Honestly, bro, there was more money to be made yeah. in 2000. It's like, you could put a start label back then and get funding and get distro. And it's like, people were buying music, man, physical music. Nowadays, it's like. You know, stream, stream, yeah, stream, you know, stream. So it was kind of a different time back then. So it's like, um, yeah. Some of the some of my favorite labels from that era, like you know, of course, you mentioned Drive Through and Hopeless and Vagrant. And, Vagrant, I was gonna you say know, yeah. those labels were printing money, dude, because they were fucking selling twenty four dollars CDs, man. You know, Tooth and Nail, yeah, Victory, and Nail, Victory, all those man, guys, yeah. Victory, yeah, 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 all those guys. You know, all those all those labels. You know, in general, like I feel like if we would have started back then, it would have been a different scenario. You know, but I mean, thank you for saying that. Like, I wish there were labels that like that would supported the late the artists, whatever, because that's what we do, man. It's like we try to. We figure out what the band's audience is. And, and we- it's not a knock to the other labels either. You know, like by any means, it's like they, they like you said, you're very secretive about the equation on what you guys have. They, they figured out, they did. They were a successful label back in the day. Everybody wanted to be on that label, yeah. you know? And it's like, they figured out the equation of what works. Yeah. Phoenix TX, one of my favorite bands ever, you know? Totally. You know, got to hang out with them. We, we've drank with them. We've gotten to fucking reunion shows nice. 20 years after they fucking started, you know? And- it's 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 cool to watch the progression of a band like that, but we're we weren't like that band, yeah. bro. We were we were just we were weird. We were just what a did, different. Did you guys sound like kind of like Phoenix Dicks? That kind of because like, we were Mexican. I feel that was yeah. the only the only connection, well, the only link. Like Phoenix you know? Dicks and Audi Karate were the only Mexican bands. And and it's funny we were saying like when we started like going to shows in general before, Audi Karate was one of the first bands that we would go to shows. I remember seeing the first time I ever saw those guys, and they were playing the Glass House in Pomona, and they opened up for the Vandals. Mm. And I remember being in the crowd and be like, oh shit, there's Mexican kids that are my age. Doing what sta- I want to do. On stage, yeah. And, yeah. Then, you know. and you say the Vandals, because before it wasn't like, oh shit, that's a Mexican punk rock band. Yeah. It was like, oh shit, there's a Mexican in, the in that yeah. fucking punk rock band, yeah. you know? And then ultimately it became, oh shit, that's the Mexican punk yeah. rock band. And that's what we were. Yeah. And that's what Phoenix TX was for us. You know, it's like Phoenix TX was our closest like comparison to what Blink-182 could be if they weren't all white yeah. dudes from fucking Poway. Yeah. You know, like, oh, these guys are like, these guys are fucking some Mexican dudes from Denver Harbor and, and Texas doing their fucking thing from yeah. Houston. You know, it's like, oh shit, yeah. you know? And I think they were aware of that. Cause like, I've talked to Jason and, and Art about, you know, Audicard and their history. You know? and, I, and I think Jason has told me the best, like Joe Scanton knew what he was doing with like putting his efforts and money behind Audicard. Because like, oh, he, he, he looked out on the crowd and saw there's all Mexican kids here Bro. from Rosemead, you know, from, from the hood, right? we should put out a record with these guys and, and bring that Mexican element. Right. So, and you know, obviously that that's what happened. They ended up putting out two records with those guys on, um, on Kung Fu, but you're right, man. That's kind of what, you know, maybe not at the time, you know, in, in 1997 to whatever it was, 2000, whatever, but here we are, you know, 20 years later and realizing that's kind of what we stand behind Maguito and even wiretap, you know, to a degree, like we want to give those chances and, well, really is still, I hate to say it, but still is a pretty, pretty white male dominated punk scene, you know? Mm. Replace punk scene with brewery industry. Same we thing, we right? replace brewery industry with just businesses in general, you know? I, I'm telling you, they should have never let us on the internet, motherfucker. We started yeah. researching, you know? It's like, yeah. oh, fuck, we can, we can do this too? <laughs> That's how you do it? I surround myself with, with a lot of like, like-minded folk, you know, and they end up being Mexican like me. And I'm, and, and I'm not harping like, oh, fuck that, it's only Mexican. No, I just, that's what I connect with. I'm a Mexican guy, you know, I have Mexican kids. I want my Mexican kids to realize like, hey bro, you don't have to fucking have a nine to five, you know? So long as you hustle, you work hard, you guys can do whatever the shit you want. 
Just know what you want. Because a lot of it is having clarity in what you want to do. And I never had clarity I wanted to do. If I threw all my eggs in the basket of music, I legitimately feel that it would have been awesome. We would have made it, you know? Because we had, we had as a a fucking small local band, we had a little checklist of things that I wanted to accomplish, you know? I want to play Warped Tour. Boom, okay. I want to fucking be on a regular. Cool, done. And it's like, and after that, I was like, now what? It's like, shit, I, I checked off everything that I really wanted to do. You know, I want to play in, in college parties and, and just fucking, you know, rage and have a blast. All right, cool, check, whatever. But then what? Yeah. There, was, there was no then what for us. So there was no like future direction. So I feel like when we, we eventually hit all of those marks, we're like, fuck, well, we did it. But we, you know, what did we do? We didn't do shit. You know, we, we, we were nothing. We just had some talent and, and, and we, we, were, we were Mexican. And we would go play Soma, Soma side stage, you know, like, and, and, and look out there and be like, fuck, all these people that are out here for us, they all look like us, you know? All the labels that we're trying to get on, they all look like us. They're, you know, they're, they're, they, they, they don't know what we're about. They don't, they're not from fucking San Diego. They're not, they don't do anything down here, you know? So it's like, it, it was just weird. It was a weird time. I feel like if, if, if I was uh, in that stage of my life now, like if I was 20 to 24 doing my thing, I think it would be awesome, you know? Because there's, there's labels like Wiretap. You know, there, there's labels like My Grito. Back then, I'm sure maybe there was. But we didn't fucking know there was there was no legitimately like internet access like there is today in the year two th- in the year two thousand it was way different bro it, it it was way it was legit DIY word of mouth street team you get a bunch of kids that would go to your show and you would give them stickers and flyers and they would go out in San Diego and they would you know flood the streets with whatever you're about totally. you know and you would hit up Tim Piles and be like hey bro get us on loudspeaker and you'd get on loudspeaker. You know, yeah. that was another little check. Mark. We want to be played on loudspeaker. I right, could, cool, you got it. Boom. And then we, I wish that was now, you know, for us. And I think it would have been different, but I mean, those are the paths of life, bro. You know, like, and ultimately now it led to doing what I do now. And, and that's why I want this podcast. And that's why I wanted to bring you guys on here. You guys are what I was looking for in the year 2000. I happen to find you in the year 2021, you know, <laughs> and it's not for my benefit. Maybe there's somebody out there listening that listens to the, because we throw, like you we said, you're not, you're not going to get the band together. Fuck no dog. Shit. Uh, no, no. You know what I want to do, bro? Break it. I'm going to tell you guys. I want to, I want to, um, I want to redo a bunch of the shit that we did. And, and I want to like, I want to legitimately meld it together. Like I, I grew up listening to Corridos and Norteño. And, and like, and like cumbias and shit, like la cosecha de mujeres, nunca se acaba, shit like that. And then like in banda and punk rock music, I want to just bring it all together, you know? Yeah. And, um, and I, and I, and I want to like, we had a, we had an idea of calling a, a Weezer cover band that we actually like make redo songs from like the blue album and just called the band like the Brown album. <laughs> and we would just start like redoing shit like that. But with like our flair, like, okay, we'll do it with a little punk scene, but we'll also do it with like accordion or like tuba in the background and just kind of like redo all that shit and just see what happens. Cause that's what I like, you know, yeah. I'm tired of like, uh, I don't want to make shit that people like, fuck that. I want to see some, I want to do some shit that I enjoy listening to. Yeah. And I enjoy listening to some shit that people really don't like. You know, I like fucking narco corridos, bro. I like the narco corrido culture. I like storytelling. So we fucking have a podcast because we like telling stories. And it turns out there's people that are listening to us. And that always blows my mind when we have like, oh shit, I heard your podcast. Oh shit. Oh, and then people tell me, oh man, you know, you and like that just blows my mind because we didn't, we didn't create this shit. We didn't, I didn't create this thing to like get accolades or like build shit. I was like, you know, it'd be cool. Let's just go start a podcast during the pandemic. Like, cause that, we started it two years ago, but during the pandemic is when I feel like it got traction. You know, like, like my grito was a, uh, a pandemic project. Emo Brown, like 
the next level, the next chapter of us was a pandemic project. You're like, fuck it, dog. Instead of just coming in here and raiding tacos and raiding burrito spots and who has this and who has that, let's talk to people who, who are doing things, you know, who, uh, who look like us, who are like us, who are doing things in the community. And we've brought in mayors. How do you become mayor? What was the path that led you to a mayor? They tell us. Maybe somebody's listening that is into that. What was the path that led you to become a police chief here in Chilvisa? They told us. Maybe somebody out there wants to be a police chief or wants to be a police officer. This is how you get there. So I, I wanted to bring that and, and create like a blueprint on how to make that shit happen, you know? And yeah, and, and it's fucking work. And along the way, we've accumulated a lot of listeners and we've accumulated a lot of, a lot, we created a following out of shit, bro, out of nothing. Just talking crap, drinking beers. Along the way, we promote like, the brands like, hey, Three Punk Kills, blah, 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 blah. Hey, the Elwood. Hey, the foundation. And now it's like turned into a whole lot of shit, bro. It's, it's turned into like a thing, like a tangible project. And now that you guys are, I don't know if you knew this, you're going to be a part of it now, bro. I feel right. like, I feel right. like uh, the, the more people that I've met, the, the stronger, the stronger our crew has become, you know? So now it's like working with you guys. You guys are record label owners. You guys have that knowledge in that industry and you can bestow it upon somebody else you know i'm about music i have a fucking band i have this i have that do you are you guys open and, and welcoming to people who send you shit like how, how does that work like let's just say somebody in this group that listens to you guys listens to this podcast and now knows who you guys are say fuck i know i can send it to them how do they reach you how can they send you like a, like a, a demo or a link or, or something how, how do they become a blip on your radar like los calacas audio karate Taken days, you know, things like that. Was of the band from Texas that I told you I like that you guys have. Love again, love it, bro. I like that fucking band. Love again, you know. I, I enjoy listening to the band. I've I've had co uh, communications with them. I said, hey man, nice. I don't know what the what your uh, schedule for touring is like, but here at the brewery, we're starting to do uh, more live gigs. I'm like, fuck, like I like how you guys get down. The, just the fact that you did like some remakes of of of, of songs that I already enjoy. I said, I think that's awesome. It turns out I'm not a weirdo that likes lag wagon and. And the only Mexican that does. There's other fucking weirdos like me that listen to that music and want to redo it, you know? Yeah, they're coming down, man. We're riding a tour for them. Oh, knock on wood that everything. Oh, wait, wait. I have a piece of wood. Knock on wood. That one of our listeners sent me. and said, you always say knock on wood. So there it is. Knock on that. Eso viejón. You knocked on my wood. <laughs> That'd be nasty. So knock on wood. We're riding a tour for them to come out in the spring, man. So let's come get him down to the brewery, man. That would be awesome. I mean, because I also want to do what you guys do. Mm -hmm. You know, not have a label, label or anything, but I'd like to have create a, a, a space where upcoming artists mm -hmm. and not just music, you know, because I surround myself with a bunch of artists going to Compa Chicle with homie Paul and Cena and just a lot of people in our group, Ricardo Islas, you know, Ezra Brown, people that design our beer labels, you know? We're known as that artsy brewery now, you know? And I love that, but I want people to realize now, man, like my foundation is music. So if I can like create a space, not only for artists, like I mentioned, but also musicians, I feel like that would be rad. So like whenever you guys need people to, to or somebody in the South Bay to, to, to represent your fucking, your brands and your bands that you represent, oh, yeah. so bring them by bro, making nothing better. Shit. Shit. I'm trying to get tickets to that audio karate show, man. I have somebody that has their finger on the pulse. What's to get the Descendants show? The Descendants show, bro, because that yeah. shit's been sold out forever. And he's like, all right, bro. One of my homies like, I think I can go to the box office on Wednesday and get it. So yeah. that's what I like, man. Hey, like just supporting. Hey, Jason from Audio Karate, if you're listening, let's get, let's get Steve on the guest list. Bro, I'll be like the biggest fan in the front. Like, ah! 
<laughs> no, so that, you're killing it, man. Like, I, 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 we've met once mm-hmm. and we've flirted online over here con the compita Oscar, you know, and now we've met in the flesh, bro. Chaparrito picudo, el vato con sus pinche. Pinche pitudo con las botitas acá en culebra, el vato. And I want to, like, you know, I want us to, like, work on something together. I want us to, like, join forces. You, I want you guys to know that you have somebody in the South Bay here in South San Diego that we're, we're down to get your back, man. And our little army is growing. Our little emo brown army is growing, bro. There's there's something about us that everybody can kind of like, I, I like that. I don't like that, but I like that. You know, and then that's what we're here for, just to create a platform where everybody wins, bro. Love it. It's, it's not one person. It's like all, all motherfuckers win. I was just telling this guy on the way up, man. I feel like, you know, we love what you're doing with the foundation and what you're doing with the, with the podcast, everything. I think, you know, dude, we, we're all about it, man. You know, it's the we champs. Have... We're big fans of you. Yeah. 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 You, know, you know what? It would be a fucking blessing for us to figure out a way to do something. We will. You. We'll fucking, we'll figure yeah. something out, man. I mean, why not us, bro? I mean, we're all we 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 come from the same background. We're we we're trying to do the same things in different industries. Why not us, bro? Like, bro, I'm like one of three Mexicans who owns a brewery in in uh in San Diego. You know, if we kept spreading out, I'm probably like one out of a hundred Mexicans that's owns a brewery in the U.S. And there's thousands and thousands and thousands of them, bro. We are such a segmented small percentage of the demographic. It's a fucking tragic comedy. It's that funny. It's like, fuck, yeah. you know, here on the block, Chula Vista, we're, we're very, we're very uh, diverse down the street. El Compita Tim, you know, black dude married to Mexican, Mexican woman. They own a brewery. We own a brewery. You don't get that shit. Like that's not common, bro. That That's not like, oh, wow, that must be everywhere. No, here on one block, we have a Mexican brewery owner. We have a black and Mexican owned brewery down the street. And then homies that own beer bars up and down the block, they're Mexican and, and Asian and, and black. And it's like, that is very like in our own little bubble, you know, that you don't get that shit everywhere. So that, that's why I want to be part of something that highlights that. Like, Hey man, we're out here. You know, we're, we're not a lot. We're not in abundance, you know, Hey man, there's Mexican record label owners. You know, there's not a lot of us, but we, this is how we do things. This is the niche that we feel in. Hey man, there's Mexican uh, restaurant owners that don't make Mexican food. You know, we, we, we can cook other shit too. <laughs> you know, there's Mexican artists, there's Mexican uh, radio personalities. And I do my best to bring all those people in and highlight them. And it's not just strictly highlighting them. I just, that's what I'm drawn to. It's like, fuck yeah, dude, you did it. How did you do it? How can somebody else do it? Are you down to like, let people reach out to you and, and, and ask you questions? Oh, without you a know? question. And, and, Ser- and, mira, serious pedal. Um, seeing all these uh, Latinos, Chicanos, entrepreneurs just really fucking killing it. That's what we look for. That's what we aspire to. And I think that was a big reason why we wanted to do Magrito because we wanted to give other Latinos, Chicanos, Raza an opportunity, just like we've been given opportunities in the past. And it wasn't easy. It was fucking hard. There was a lot of um, closed doors in front of our faces, but no los aguitamos, maybe a little bit at first, but we just kept on pushing. And the fact that we're seeing other Latinos succeeding in whatever profession, whether it's a brewery, whether it's in politics, which is something that we need more of, more, more raza representing us up there. That's something that's going to give our children, the next generation, opportunity for hope to do something better, to make an impact. A, a, neta, it's about equality. I think that's one of the things that a lot of us minorities, not just Latinos, but like you said, I mean, there's a lot of minorities. Um, our country's struggling with equality. Mm-hmm. We're and not, we're not we're minorities, not getting- bro. Oh, you know, you, you know, it's like we're, we might be, we mentally put ourselves in that minority mindset. But if you look at the, the, the numbers and the demographic today, tomorrow, and in a few years, we're the majority now. Same and way. you guys aren't familiar with Chula Vista, but we're the second largest city in the county of San Diego. 
but we all, we always viewed ourselves as a small town, you know, small border town. Oh, you know, pretty non-existent, pretty like just low key, keep to ourselves. I feel like in the last few years, they've awoken a fucking giant down here, you know, and now we've got our own breweries, you know, we've got, we've got our own people in my, my generation kind of, you know, like our generation, you know, we, we we're family guys. We, we, we were raising children. Um, we have businesses now and it's like, fuck yeah. All right, cool. It's like, I feel like a new layer has been pulled back. I feel like what happened in Chula Vista happening in South San Diego, happening as a whole in Southern California is something that inevitably is going to continue to happen throughout the country and everywhere. Cause we are now turning into that majority Absolutely. and that's going to be a game changer, bro. And I'm not just saying that all fucking Latinos, all Mexicans have the same ideas. No, no, but we're in the game now. And that already, that right there is worth its price of admission just to kind of be uh, somebody on the sidelines watching what's going on. It's like, oh, fuck. Absolutely. Mexicans comes in different sizes, colors, shapes, everything, ideas, mentalities, you know, that's going to happen, bro. No, it's going to happen. And and what I love is that um, we, hopefully we are inspiring a lot of people, but it's once we get those opportunities, those doors that, or those walls that we knock down, it's what are we going to do about it? Or what are we going to do with this, uh, uh, small success that we have and it's giving other people the opportunity. And that's what uh, my grito is really about is Hell giving yeah. them the opportunity. Um, but también doing some good with it. Um, we love, we fucking love bro. What you're doing with the foundation that w- that's huge because you're giving some opportunities to some other young adults to further their education. And hopefully see si Dios quiere, they're going to, they're going to get those jobs that are going to make an impact and they're going to motivate other people. Same thing what we, what, with what we're doing, not not at the same scale. It's a smaller scale, but when we do this charity compilations, right now we have one right now, which is the Mas Alto Volume 3. Mm. And the charity that we chose this time was the East Los Angeles Women's Center, where they really back, back up and they help out a lot of primarily women that are in abusive relationships that, I mean, we're talking rape, we're talking all these different things. And these are mostly Lat- Latinos that are looking for the resources, they're looking for the strength to speak up and, and, and to get support and to get access to health resources, yes to cuanto. And when we found out about this foundation, we knew that that was important to us because I have three daughters. Um, one of Rob's kids is, is, is a female. We wanna, we wanna sup- use these resources to hopefully make an impact in the community. And, and we're hoping that this could hope, you know, motivate other people to do the same thing. No? That's fucking awesome, bro. Yes? I knew you had more than boots, bro. <laughs> I knew you brought more to the fucking table than boots. This fucking guy, dog. I bet. Favorite band of all time. Musicos acá, you guys. You guys are all in the music industry. You you first, my little boot-toting friend. I don't know if it be, if I'm, I'm, I'm going to give you two. Porque uno inglés y uno español. Está bien, bro. Está bien. En inglés. Aquí no hay reglas. Come on. But I feel really fucking old because my- It's not a feeling. It's not a feeling. My, my first uh, or my favorite band growing up, um, and it's still my favorite band, uh, is The Doors. So I'm a classic rock guy. Right. Yeah, fucking she King, lives on Love Street. Like, I, I love, love the music. My daughters are tired of listening to that music. Uh-huh. I just love older music. All right. Um, so The Doors is my favorite rock band of all time. All right. Um, but uh, the other band that I really like, and it has a lot to do with my dad, Es Los Tigres del Norte. Al rato. Allá en la yeah. mesa del rincón, bro. Mira, tengo un pinche tattoo de un, un tigre on my back. Prove it, bro. Uh, I knew you wanted to make that <laughs> <laughs> Before you go, I'm going to take a picture of that shit. I'm going to put that up. Hell yeah. Los yeah, Tigres del Norte played a big role in all of our lives probably oh, growing up, bro. Question, porque mira, um, 
it, it was one of those one of those artists that growing up, um, and I worked in the swap meet for fucking years. I, I worked as a little chavalo, helping out my family as best as I can. And when we were working at the swap meets with hustle, my hustle. Epic, we're in the truck listening to mostly Tigres del Norte and he's giving me my life lessons, whether I wanted to hear it or not. I was a young punk, kind of stubborn at times, but at the same time I was paying respect to my parents. Yeah. And my dad, I mean, he was a very important part of my life. And I know his favorite band was Los Tigres del Norte. And he would tell me why he loved Los Tigres del Norte. It's not just what they represent and what they represent for raza, for gente, and listen to the music, listen to the lyrics. But it was such a wonderful, wonderful experience that I shared with my head. That's beautiful, dog. Look at that you. I Are you crying, motherfucker? Why are you fucking no. crying? Fuck, who's cutting onions it's in here, bro? It's raining on my <laughs> face. <laughs> but um, when, I, dis- when uh, I-, I was trying to decide what I wanted to tattoo on my back, I was thinking, who really had my back growing up? And like it was Fernando my family. Valenzuela. <laughs> oh, oh, fuck. Maybe Tigres del Norte. All right, yeah. Tigres del Norte. <laughs> <laughs> and no, my dad's a big fucking Dodger fan. Yeah? I, I've said it before on a, on a little video that I did for uh, for my grito, I think. It was, uh, um, I, I think it's when the Dodgers won the World Series back in 88. The only time they won the here from time. the, yeah, because well, no, I'm just going to say recently. No, that didn't count. Go ahead. Okay. There's an asterisk. <laughs> Go ahead. Damn! <laughs> but, you know, back in the 80s when they won, mm. That was one of those moments besides trabajando, trabajando, and my parents worked two jobs. So, and they had my brother, my sister and I in a lot of sports mm-hmm. just to keep us busy and out of the house. Um, but I'm eating all the fucking food probably, bro. But we were watching Dodger games and I, I think Fernando Valenzuela had a big impact on why he was a Dodger fan, no? On all Mexicans, Simón, for sure. Sin duda, bro, yeah. But it was when they won the World Series and Kirk Gibson hit that home run. I would joke around with my buddies. I think that was the first time my dad gave me a hug. Yeah. That's his, like, that's kind of, cause he was always teaching us um, how to be very machismo, machismo and all that stuff. And, 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 and it has good and bad. So for my dad to hug me, the Padres got to win the world series. It's um, the only time I'm it's going to happen, fucked, bro. bro. I'm fucked. <laughs> or you get a Tigres and Norte tattoo on your back. I don't know. <laughs> I got a Chalino one instead. <laughs> oh, fuck yeah. That might be next on nice, you, bro. That might bro. be next. So you went Tigres and Norte and the doors. Simon. That's not bad. That's, that's all right, all right. No pressure, motherfucker. Where you at, Rob? Give me next. an English and a Spanish one. Oh, shit, I can't give you Spanish. All right, I'll give you three. Oh, fuck. Oh, all right, yeah. go ahead. I can, I'll give you three. One upper. <laughs> Table of one. Aquí I'm not going to give you a Spanish one, man. Mm. Cause I'm, I'm gonna be honest, man. And I think that's why Oscar and I kind of balance out each other. You hate Mexicans. <laughs> <laughs> wow, dog, that was breaking news. The views of emo are only yeah. <laughs> Not my grito. <laughs> Shit. I don't, I don't have, I don't have the Ramon Ayala. I don't hmm? have the, get that experience, man. Like my parents raised me Christian and it was a lot of Christian music. MXPX. And, hence MXPX, right? Yeah. So I didn't have the, Tucanes and, and Ramon Ayala and stuff and all that, you know? So it's like my my music early on was very much pop music, mm. you know? So- um, Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson, yeah, you know, love of course. Jackson. Yep. So- um, Not a fan. Not either. Yeah. I wasn't either. I wasn't and, My uh, wife is we super fan. Ella me voy, güey. Billie Jean. So don't get me wrong. There was still a lot of, you know, cultura <laughs> inside the, the, you know, the family, but music wise, it was very much- uh, Spanish gospel. My mom sang in the church and stuff. So it was a lot more that kind of stuff. Uh, but uh, once once we got out of the church, because they did eventually kind of like distance themselves from that, that's when the floodgates opened up with music. And that's when punk entered my life and actually fucking floodgates opened up on music, right? You're like, mom, I like bad religion now. Mom, Fuck Jesus. Now, Damn, yeah. I love so, you. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, yeah. And that goes hand in hand with what I'm going to say. Like favorite band of all time, The Clash. Oof. Like, 
you know, I know that's a big one. Yeah, that's like, you know, that's a popular one, but Ooh, the Clash, man, right? Um, and growing up in, in Southern California, <laughs> you mentioned Mike Ness. I have a specialty tattoo on my arm, man. Do you really? Yeah. All right. So, I'll entertain you a little way. You ain't got a flex for you pull up your shirt. Uh, Nobody finds it way. I wasn't going to say that because like the socially fan is a very. Uh, it's, it fits in a box. It's a vase. Yeah. You know? But I mean, you know, whatever, dude, I'm, 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 I'm a proud socially fan. So music you know? is music. Like, I've been, I've been a fan since in the early nineties. And like, that's, that's, you know, it's part of who it's I am. Right. Social D. That's the first one. Um, Number two. And that's the, that's the clash. It's oh, the clash. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And um, you'll like this as Emo Brown, of course, being an emo in general. Get Up Kids are my all Get Up Kids, one of my all-time favorite nice, bands of all time. Nice man, so, Get Up Kids. Because uh, I think I remember just when I first came across those guys, because like they were an emo band, mm-hmm. but I saw them with their like kind of mini pompadours. Uh-huh. Like, oh, these dudes! Oh, I can get down with this. These guys, right? You know, are you so. Mexican? You guys are all about the Smiths, or no? <sighs> Come on, on. of course, man. We grew up in. Hey, let's go upstairs and cry. Lame, lame. I know you don't have that Smith spirit. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. Yeah, we have the Smith spirit there. We we have the the charming style. This charming style. We have it. It's not a good time to be a Morrissey fan, but I mean, we're Smiths fans. But I don't know about Morrissey fan anymore. Why? What happened? Because he's a douche now, man. Yeah. You know, it's hard to be, it's hard to defend what he does nowadays. He's a right-wing conservative duder. Yeah, yeah but right. whatever, whatever, to each their own. We mm-hmm. just support somebody's music is not to support somebody's views. You know, I feel that. I've just never really been a Morrissey fan. Acá arriba el pinche el famoso, el glasses. Hey, champ, let's go to a fucking Morrissey show. I'm like, ah, I'm not a fan, bro. But I was like, but I went and somebody went on stage and punched him in the face. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, here, maybe like a couple of years ago at Symphony, the, fuck, I don't remember what it's called, the Sym- Symphony Hall. And then he played and yeah, some Cholillos went up, you know, cause fuck, bro, Mexicans love themselves some Morrissey. Oh yeah. It doesn't matter if he calls us Spaniards, we still fucking love them and flood to them. Like, uh, and just going, going into the, um, going into the, to the, the concert hall, it was like waiting in line. It was like, shit, bro. This is like going into a club in Tijuas right now, bro. Everybody from here, they're all Mexican. And I know all these people. It's like, hey, what's up? What's cracking? Nah, not for me. Not, not, not a fan. I like Smith's songs. I, I, I don't know. I don't know how to differ, differentiate who, what song was by Morrissey and which song was the Smiths. So anything that that fool sings, I just consider it the Smiths, you know? And I like some of their songs. And then I'm, I'm a fan of that era and genre of music. But nah, bro. For me, it's always been Chalino Sanchez and, and Mill and Colin. And some yeah. band from Australia called The Living End. Like those, oh, those, yeah. those Love three, that, those yeah. three artists for me is like fuck. Throw me in on an island with their, their greatest hits. Are those your I'll top content. three? Yeah, I mean, I like oh. corridos, bro, and I got to go to the king of the corridos, Chalino. I like fucking skater punk, uh, pop punk that I grew up listening to. I got to go with Mill and Colin. They're Mill from Colin. Sweden, oh, and that's how they get down. So you know, and everything else is everything else. I love all music, but those two in particular are my go tos. You know. Oh yeah. We work. Yeah. We work with them for Wiretap. We work with a band out of Sweden called Moving in Serio. Okay. He's the guy who sings in that Scott in that band. Scott. He's like homies with Nikolai from that band, dude. He has a brewery, bro. I want. Yes, I want. Yeah. I want, to, Sweden, I want to eventually like weasel my way into like getting to know who he is. Nikolai. What is his Nikolai? Right. Stankovic or some shit. He's on. He's on. They have a new record coming out next year, and, and he's he's on that record. Yeah. Let me put you in touch with them. What, what, what was his name? Stop it, bro! Don't don't fucking don't 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 <laughs> don't tease me. Stop it, man. <laughs> we the we were on Warp Tour one year, and uh, we made condoms. Three, three piece scandal three condoms, piece scandal. bro. And they were we were handing them out in warp tour and whatever. And um the dude, Eric Olsen, the guitarist, the next day, ah, oh, you you're from the band, the, the three punk three piece scandal. And I was like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I used your prophylactive last night. Ah, and I was like, yeah. I was like, yeah. For me, that was awesome. You know, it was like shit. And then in one of their videos, they put out a fucking high fire. One of the videos that they put out like a long time ago where they're, they're, they they document their tour. I was in their video, bro. I was wearing a backpack. And there was like, there was like 12 people at Side Stage Soma. It was like yeah. their first mil, their first Millen Colin in Soma. And it was like, it was them and the Bouncing Souls and I think Dogwood. And we were just hanging out and I wore my backpack and you see me in the video. And I tell my wife when we were doing like, that's me right there. That's yeah. me. I love that man. That is a great band. Yeah. I just had the the singer for Dogwood in Josh. I, I don't know if you know, yeah, know the Dogwood. No, yeah. I know Josh. And yeah. Josh. Yeah. yeah. Um, no. Yeah. That's right. You fucking. Yeah. yeah Cause Josh, he's always on, 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 uh, unwrapping, uh, uh, the, the record, the, club. The record yeah. club for yeah. wiretap. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Josh I had him on here yeah. and then um, I always tell him like, I've had him on here like fucking five times. <laughs> I said, bro, I'm a fucking fan like forever. And now it's like, we're, we're contemporaries, you know, like yeah. we're, we're, we're still, I'm a huge fan still. And in the last episode I said, bitch is going to be a different kind of show today. I'm going to play you the, my favorite song from each one of the albums that you put out. Nice. And it ended up being a three hour fucking show <laughs> of like him breaking down the song that I would give him. And it got deep, bro. You know, like they, they had, he had some deep songs. They had some deep lyrics about like uh, ancestral rape and shit, and yeah. and just like family issues and and growing up like without a dad and like fuck. All their songs are awesome. So it, it got deep, man. Yeah. yeah, I know Josh, man. I know I'm a, I'm a fan of Dogwood. Oh yeah, get them back together, dude. Make it happen, Josh. Hit me up, bro. Band <laughs> together. Dude, um, you were on a podcast con el Mike Herrera. Yeah. How was that? That's cool, man. You know, how'd you get in contact with that? How'd you make that happen? Dude, he hit me up, man. Him personally, like, cause, um, again, I'm, I'm a big MXPX fan in general. Um, I think I, I remember hearing a podcast. You're not a huge MXPX fan. Oh no. You didn't. Me. I love, I grew up listening to that shit. I, I, like I said, Oh, yeah. there's a Mexican in that punk yeah, same, band. Same thing. Right? You know, yeah. it's like, let me listen to this to the point where, you know, I annoyed everybody around me. I love, I love that band. Oh, hell yeah. Same. They get down. You know, and uh, same thing going back to like, <laughs> I used to lie and say my Carrero was my cousin, bro. <laughs> yeah. I would tell people like, Oh yeah, my career. That's my, my fucking cousin. cousin dog. He's yeah. from Bremerton. And I get yeah, what? I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> So I think coming back to like me being, you know, being raised Christian, like they were the one of the first Christian punk bands that I'm like, all right, cool. You know, I'm going to check this out, you know? And I remember checking it out and being into it, been kind of not really jumping into like the early stuff and then coming back to them later, you know? So I didn't really get into them really until like towards like the- What was, what was your favorite MXPX song? I know what you're going to say, like the cliche stuff, like punk rock show and chick mag and stuff like that, that stuff's fine, you know, but I like, I like a little melody with my punk, man. Go ahead. You know, I'm, I'm going to admit, I like a little melody with my punk and they've always done, they write good songs, dude. You know, um, I, I feel like it was, it was the entry level into, um, punk, if you will. Right. I For feel me. like all of those that you named are the wrong answer. Cause this is the only right answer. Can I call you sweetheart? Yep. The soundtrack of my 17-year-old life, bro. Oh, yeah. 17-year-old little punk with blue hair, you know, studded belt, uh, fucking unwritten law t-shirts, yeah. uh, you know, blue chain hanging down from my jeans and my studded belt, bro, and going to concerts. And one stiff sock. Uno. I only wore one sock, and it was stiff as fuck, bro. <laughs> where, 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 where would they play here? Um, MXPX would always play at us. When they would play down here, would be at Soma. Soma, yeah. So, uh, Soma side stage, the one next to USD. Yeah, yeah. yeah man. I don't know if we get in trouble playing their music, but, but yeah, they would always play. Like if we grew up in Archana, they would play. Like I, I ended up going to Cal State Fullerton, but mm -hmm. they would play noontime shows there at Fullerton. They would play Glass House all the time, and they would play like you know Chain Reaction. Chain Reaction. Yeah, I remember going to yeah. Chain Reaction once well, to see before them. Before it was called Public Storage before. Before Chain Reaction? Before they actually flipped the name to Chain Reaction, it was called Public Storage. Okay. There was like tables set up in the front. So it was like a weird setup, but then they changed it up to Chain Reaction later. What's the band you probably grew up 
going to watch a band, but you inadvertently ended up watching the opening band over and over and over and over and over and over. <laughs> Audicard too, man. Yes, yeah? I had to go to see Vandal all the time, man. And Audicard would be opening. Like, Joe was a big fan of those guys, you know, and he would always put them on their Joe Escalante. Yeah, so yeah, a bunch of times, not knowing later on, I would end up working with them. But yeah, you know, Audicardi was always the local, the local gas house show. You know, for us it was support. homegrown, bro. Homegrown. Yeah. I saw homegrown play like fucking thirty times. Yeah, unwritten law like thirty times. Oh, Anytime nice. there was a big major act coming through, like oh fucking No Effects is playing, oh Lagwagon is playing, oh Bouncing Souls or whatever they're playing. Opening is unwritten law. You know, so it's like I saw unwritten law like dozens and dozens of times. I saw Pinchi homegrown, and homegrown was awesome. Yeah. You know, that was. I think they ended up being on Drive Through Records for a while too. Yeah, they were. Yeah. Everybody ended up going on through drive, that level. Yeah. Fuck, I yes. could get lost talking to. I, I, there's three things I can talk about and never shut the fuck up, bro. <laughs> Baseball, yep. soccer, and punk rock music. Like those are the three things. Like I, I, I have some experience and some knowledge with, and just me pierdo way. I can just like. For, for me, it's, it's, it's a certain, certain era. Of, <laughs> for me, it's a certain era of baseball. Because I admittedly now I'm so busy now that I'm like, I, I, I find it challenging to keep up with now, you know? But I mean, if you tell me from... Motherfucker, you know who Shohei Otani is, right? Oh, of course. All right. I'm, so I just want to make sure. But I mean, if you tell me from early 80s to late 90s, tell you all about fucking, you know, baseball. And, you know, the, right. and you've always been an Angel fan. Yes. Yes and no. For a, sh- for a sh- short year or so, I was a Pirates fan because Barry Bonds and Baba Bonilla. And uh-huh. Van Slyke, the Killer Bees. Killer Bees, man. That uh-huh. was my shit. And Who was on that team? Andy that Van Slyke. Andy Van Slyke. Sid Bream. Doug Drabeck. Doug Drabeck. What was the little fucking catcher's name? Mike Lavalier. El Lavalier, Doug. That's right. Pudge was Ivan Rodriguez, bro. What do they call Spanky. They call him Spanky. They call him Spanky? Yeah. Fuck, dude, you like Pirates, baseball? Bro, the Pirates, right, man. Right. And Ivan Rodriguez, now you're talking another team that I felt guilty liking them. The Rangers? The Rangers. Why? With Juan Gonzalez, Ufa. Ivan Rodriguez. Ufa. Ufa. Yeah. I mean, Rafi Palmero. But, but it was just a bunch of fucking Latinos, and I was just like, that's a fucking squad. Yeah. So I, for a little while, I was a Texas fan. But pero neta, it was because uh, the hat had a T, and my last name's Toledo, so I stopped. Holy Toledo. Toledo. You know what the best thing about Texas is? All the freeways leaving Texas, bro. Fuck. No, cierto. No, cierto. Damn, that was Use mean. That was fresh fucking mean, dog. Yeah, poco gacho. Let's wrap this up with something nice, bro. Tell me something beautiful about Wiretap Records that's coming our way that we can look forward to. Dude, it's been rough, man. With um, I'll admit with you know, because a big part of what we do with Wiretap is vinyl production and stuff, and and vinyl putting out records that you know not only our own, our own releases, but um, I want to give you the exclusive. All right, I'll give you exclusive. I was going to push a button, but no fucking buttons. Right. Let me hear this exclusive. So currently, um, I have most of the Wiretap roster working on uh, covers of bands that were all, are all on Vagrant Records. Ooh, I like where this is going. Yeah. All right, all right, so, all right. As you know, like, I actually entered at Vagrant back in 2000, 2001. Did you really? I did, yeah. Dude, that was a fucking heyday, bro. Dude, it was that there. was the heyday yeah. of Vagrant. I was there. When no disrespect I, to what goes on now, but for my, oh, no, my growing up heyday, <laughs> That yeah. was it. The, like from ni- late nineties to early two thousands. Yeah, yeah, I was there. You know, biggest band for you on Vagrant while you worked there. Get a kids are all time favorite band. Michael yeah, yeah. Trio, of course. Um, I'm a huge Hot Rod Circuit fan. Mm, yeah. So um, all those bands from that era, man. Rocket from the Crypt and Face to Face. So you know that was that. And honestly, I admit, like that. Is, Mine was Face to Face. Face to Face. Yeah. Yeah. So admittedly, like that, what they were doing and the who's sound, covering Disconnected. No one's doing disconnected. All right. Um, I've, I'll give you the exclusive. Yeah. 
There's a band out of North Carolina that I work with, I work with called Wolves and Wolves and Wolves and Wolves. They're doing I'm Trying. That's even though that was a uh, song off uh, Fat Record. I was going to say, yeah. But they did the live album. Okay. Which is on the live album. So whatever. So You're not losing me. I'm with you, baby. I'm looking you right there. I'm with you, dog. I'm still there. <laughs> so I entered there, you know, back in the days. And of course, you know, that kind of shaped what I do with Wiretap, man. Like Wiretap is a, is a punk, quote unquote punk label. But dude, we put out records that are lean pop and the indie, whatever. I think that that, that label really, really kind of influenced kind of the sound that I look for when in for, for, you know, for Wiretap in general. Um, so yeah, so we're putting out a record hopefully end of the year. Nice. Um, that is a lot of Wiretap bands doing covers of, of Vagrant bands like Get Up Kids and Face to Face, Rocket for the Crypt, even like the first, the first ever Vagrant band called Boxer. I remember Boxer. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so, <laughs> uh, so yeah, that should be coming up hopefully end of the year. Nice. That's a, that's a big project. It is. Man. That requires a lot of like moving parts to come it together does. and ultimately make it work. Yeah. So. How many bands are going to be on this? Maybe about 30 bands or something. No mom is, bro. I, I might just redo Disconnected and float it up there to you and be like, hey, I stop, bro. Um, I don't remember face to face having an accordion. Shut up. It's coming. Confim check order the young dog. So we'll see how that comes together. Congrats, bro. That's fucking awesome. That's that's very awesome. And it's also because like they're uh, Vegas celebrating their 25th anniversary this year. So isn't that weird? Everybody's selling their 25th anniversary. I was yeah. like, shit, man, that's because I was 17 when everything came out. And it's everything, everything's coming together that I was back then listening to. So it seemed fitting to do something obviously this year and, you know, obviously the pandemic kind of delayed that. This should have been out maybe earlier in the year, but- It's whatever. coming out it'll, when it needs to come, come out. Whenever it comes out. Yeah. Hell yeah, so bro. Other than that, man, you know, just kind of put it away. We got new records from, um, you know, the band out of Orange County called Auto Robot coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that band. Yeah. 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 You, you sent me one of the vinyls. Yeah. Yeah. Right yeah. So, yeah, man. You know, um, a lot of this goes into like kind of planning out. A lot of bands are still recording and they're, you know, maybe possibly pushing back to next year. So, you know, everyone just follow Wiretap Records on yes. social. How do they learn, join your uh, record club? It is sold out for this year. Ooh, tell me you're dropping dick without telling me you're dropping <laughs> Hey guys, how do you guys? Uh, sorry, bro. Sold out. sold out. When is the next available opportunity? December for next year. Okay, cool. I'm going to yeah. I'm gonna sign up for that shit, dog. Every, everything we put out on vinyl uh, for the whole year for one low price. How difficult is it to put out vinyl right now? It's a mess right now. I was going to say. Um, not only with just the delay with COVID in general, mm-hmm. but I mean, there's a... Again, inside baseball stuff, like with I'm ready. vinyl stuff, there's a there's an issue with the materials that make vinyl and the you know the, the the materials for vinyl in general. There's a plant that burned down, I think, in some somewhere in the back east, whatever. That is the only plant or the, or the only factory in the general that actually supplied all the pressing plants around the world with this one thing. I don't know how it happened or whatever, but basically delayed everyone around the world. Chingo. So um, it's not terrible, you know, but we're still you know we're looking at months in advance of, of delay. So yeah. it's not going to stop us from putting out vinyl. It just is. Everyone's going to have to be a little more patient with. It just makes it a little bit difficult to procure yeah, vinyl. You know? Oof, sure. Five, yeah. You know, so, and that's part of being a label man is like being able to pivot and figuring out, all right, cool. How can we continue to advance the band's brand and, and put out a record, or whatever, if it's CDs on, if it's tapes, whatever, like, you know, at the end of the day, we're not only just, we're not, we're not a vinyl label. No, we're just, we're a, label, we're a yeah. record label, right? Who happens to so, produce vinyl? Yeah. So it's label. Yeah. <laughs> if you said pivot, that was my favorite local band of all time. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's right. Those Remember guys, those guys? Right. Oh, yeah. Those guys are awesome. Oh man, motherfucker. Look at me. Look at me. <gasps> Tell me something beautiful about my grito industries, bro. Yeah. Iva. Um, we got a lot of good things that's currently happening with, with our artists. Uh, first of all, our founding artist, 3LH. We have an LP that's going to be coming out. Uh, you know, I know Rob's just talking about how the delays on vinyl. 
both they're the closest ones that are, are for us to come out with some vinyl for them. Um, we listened to the album and it's fucking amazing. Oof. So I think almost three LH. Um, we're also going to be putting an order here with another artist uh, uh, with the Paranoias and Professor Galactico. Um, they've been around for many, many years. They came out with a lot of vinyl. There's still some vinyl that's available from them. But what we decided to do is a greatest hits. Porque estos vatos, they have so many fucking hits. And I'm like, you know what? If we could do a greatest hits, I know for collectors, it may not be a big thing. But as a fan of their music, to have it all in in one would be awesome. And it was hard to go ahead and come up with a list of those songs. But So we have uh, Paranoias and Profesor Galactico. They're going to have theirs. Rundown Creeps, we're announcing uh, a new song this Monday. Damn, motherfuckers, these guys stay busy, bro. Uh, Fuck busy. Yeah. Well, we, we stay busy, but our artists are what's making our job a lot easier. Porque tienen ganas esos cabrones. They pull their own weight. They do. And Rundown Creeps, they're one of those, there's one of those bands that we fucking absolutely love. They're three great guys. They're high energy. Um, le ponen ganas. They, they take our, our criticism. And it's always very difficult as a label. Cuando le estamos yendo our opinions, our thoughts. Is that the hardest part about operating a label? Um, sometimes it is because- Providing the thing coaching is, moments to your artists. It is, and I love to provide that type of feedback, but al mismo, are they going to take it well? Yeah. I don't want to come across like an asshole, but at the same time, I, I it's kind of like what you were talking about earlier when people are telling you, hey, I have some advice for you. Um, It's trying to find that middle ground where we can comfortably give each other- Build that advice. trust. Yeah. So we're building that trust. I think we have the trust for the most part with our artists. Uh, Rundown Creeps, again, they're great guys, uh, especially when it comes to supporting our sponsors. They're ones que no le preguntamos to promote the sponsor, they'll do it on their own. Mm. And that makes our job a lot easier because owning a record label, it's not like we're earning a lot of money. We're not. This is a passion project. Someday we hope to be making some money, but more than anything, we hope to be helping the artists and making a difference con la community, no? Um, also, we have another artist, Adrian Carmine, who's more soldies. We're going to be Oof. coming out with a 45 with nice. him that we're pretty pumped up, especially because one I of the- I saw that on your page, man. I'm, oh. I'm, 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 I kind of want to start digging and see what's up there. That's yeah. cool. He's he's badass. And on one of his songs, one of his singles, he has uh, Trish Toledo, que la prima, same last name y todo. But she, she my a, cousin. She my cousin. Like you and my career. <laughs> yeah, me and my career, bro. <laughs> yeah. no, you heard, so, you heard. <laughs> so we're going to be coming out with um, some uh, 45 with them. Uh, with with Adrian Carmine, and, and that's something that we're very excited about. We're still doing the uh, live streams. We have a band that we're talking to right now that's not part of the label, but they're a big fucking deal. Yeah. And if we lock that down, it's I think it's going to be great for a lot of people, especially. What's the number, bitch? Uh, I don't know. Should we say? I mean, it's not finalized yet. We're still wor- we're still working well, out. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's going to be big, especially con lo que sea, lo que pasa con el pandemic. I know uh, we're trying to get out there to live venues. I love going back to live venues. But el mismo that helps pedo, the record labels. That helps you helps guys as, as the. Lot. It helps us out okay. a lot. But si personas están poniendo enfermos, like you know, it's us trying to find that balance. As to cuanto, and that's why we did the live streams. The live streams gave an opportunity for fans, real fucking fans. It killed it for you guys? It worked out the way you wanted it to? The live stream did. Hell yeah. Because now you could be sitting from your fucking house. You could be sitting at Three Punk Ales watching mm-hmm. a fucking live stream of As our artists. As they were, bro. Yeah. yeah. Hit so, me with that Calacas live stream, bro. That'll be awesome, bro. So that is uh, the last thing that I wanted to say about. And we have other artists that have already signed, but we're trying to kind of scatter that out, spread it out a little bit. Because the main thing right now is Las Calacas for us. Yeah, that's uh, that's a project that you guys are 100% focused on. Oh, uh, we are. Because we want to make sure that they understand that we're all in. Um, the fact that we- You uh, got to cater to 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 attitudes, personalities, ego, and make sure everyone's oh, massaged and treated the same way. Because huh? oh, artists, 
Es otro pedo, bro. It is, you know? it is. And we're lucky que todo so far is good. Puros emos, bro. Oh. Puros <laughs> Puros pinches uh, emos. And unfortunately, we had to turn away some artists porque they were too fucking emo, bro. Yeah. It's like, hey, we're not making a lot of money off this shit. Like, hey, we're not, I'm not trying to lose more hair from doing this. <laughs> you got a nice set of hair, bro. You got a nice set of hair. Mira. Look at that. Bien three flowers. Bien peinado para atrás, bro. But no, we love working with bands that appreciate, artists that appreciate what we do. The fact that we are trying to make an impact to other Chicanos, Latinos, that we're trying to do an impact to the community. If they're all about it and and and, and they would love representation from us, they can simply hit, hit us up on, on our Instagram for Magrito. You can message us there. You can send us an email to either rob at magrito.net or Oscar at Magrito.net. If you want us to send us your music, and, and I don't know, Rob's probably cringing right now because we do get a lot of requests. And sometimes it's good shit. Sometimes it's There's like, a lot of bad shit. Is there also, a lot of bad shit? What do you classify as bad shit? Production or just talent? Both. Yeah. Well, I'll get into it. Like with both Magrito and, and Wiretap, like when it's bad, it's bad. You know, yeah. it's like when it's just not, not only just production, but it's not just good song, good songs, you know? Um, but the part that brought me the wrong way is that when it's, when it, you'd be surprised at how many bands just can't structure an email. Like, <laughs> the bare necessity, the bare you, minimum on yeah, how to get your like, point across. You need to have- Learn to communicate. You have one chance to make a good impression, right? It's like, you have, you'd be surprised at how many bands just like, hey, we're a band, whatever, we suck, but check it out. It's like, dude, put your best foot forward. We're not going to check it out. <laughs> we're not, breaking yeah. news. We're not going to check it out. Don't make me put a password into your, your, your music, whatever. And like uh, send me a direct link and don't make, don't make me jump through hoops. Right. Um, but you know, just have it properly. And for me, I mean, for both of us, you know, for it's like, we want to see a band that has a plan, whether you're going to work with us or another label in general, show us what's your you, vision, show us what your vision is, what your goals are, how did you have a plan? It's like, if we pass, you're still going to go on and do your thing. You know, it's like, cause that's what we look for. We're not looking for a band that's going to be, that's going to be waiting for us. All right, cool. We signed. What are you doing for us? And we're going to sit back and chill, you know? So it's like, if you tell us, Hey, this is what we're doing. We want this to come out in spring of 2022. We've shot two videos together. They're ready to go. Songs are ready to go. We need somebody in our camp that's going to support us. Whatever. To amplify, amplify our us. brand. That's all we do, man. Yeah. It's like, we're, we're not going to make magic for you. No. We're going to amplify what, you, what, you are, what you've already done. We're going to take your 10 fans Absolutely. and bring it out to 1,000 fans. Yeah. We're going to yeah. take your 1,000 fans and Absolutely. bring it out to 10,000 fans. Small yeah. goals, right? So that's what we do, man. So it's like, have a plan and be able to tell us that in your email. You know, so that's kind of Shit. the- that's, I'm that's taking the, notes, bro, because my old right. ass, I'm like, I'm going to release something. <laughs> Boys- <laughs> Let's go upstairs and sign this band. Let's do it. Let's 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 get these guys' name on or signature on a piece of paper, and then let's bring them down here and see what happens. Oh yeah, let's do it. I Thank you, it. bro. I appreciate having both of you in here. I I hope we can do something work together and put all of our brands and all of our brain power together. I'm sure we're going to come up with something on how to create magic together. Thank you, Rob. Thank you, Oscar. I look forward to seeing what all this shit you got coming out, bro. Uh, Thank you, bro. bro.